Everybody, sing along. Done, Chewy. Thank you for that. An old morning show tradition. The one we kept. Ladies and gentlemen, mornings with Matt and Bob, powered by Chewy. Do not touch that dial this morning. We have got a show for you. Well, let's just say it's going to be one for the ages. If everything goes the way we think it's going to go today, uh, this will be the second best morning show in town. <laughs> Seriously. For reals, man. So, let's get comfortable. Let's grab a cup of coffee. All right? Let's turn it up to 11. And let's find out who's taking the field today. The starting lineup, Mornings with Matt and Bob, powered by Chewy. This, the man in front of me. The man who makes it all happen every morning. The hardest working man in show business. A heavyweight champion in every aspect of his life, ladies and gentlemen. Food head, shoe head, modern music connoisseur, ladies and gentlemen. He knows all the beats. He knows all the BPMs. He even left his wallet in El Seguino. Segundo. <laughs> no, Seguino. What is it's, that? It's close. Seguin. It's closer. Oh. <laughs> I left my wallet in El Seguino. Ladies and gentlemen, taking your phone calls on the fly, and today he gets to mix an internationally known artist. This is it, Chewy. This goes on your resume today. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. I'm ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Mr. Chewy Eldorado. Thank you. Oh, it's been a great week. Thank you, Bob. Bob And he's he's got the hot dogs. You gotta you gotta do all this today. I know it. You've got to mix music. I do it. Take all. the phone calls. Cook the hot dogs. Oh man. Speaking of one hot dog, the man to my right. Oh. Let me tell you what, he's hot. He's and got he, that dog in him. And he's a do- he does. He's a dog. He does. Who let the dogs out? Dirty dog. Who let him in? Ladies and gentlemen, a former star of uh, weekly national television. That's right. Unhappily Ever After? What show was it? As, WB? Huh? Was he on the WB? Uh, the CW, I think. Oh. He's a stand-up comic, ladies and gentlemen. He's been all around the country. Did you ever go overseas? Did you ever do, like, London or anything like that? Well, we'll ask him later. His mic's not turned on yet. Uh, He traveled across this nation making people laugh. He had the punchlines. And you know what? He had the punch, too. That was a show he used to host. I would like to see that come back someday somewhere. Bring it back. Thanks to him, there is a comedy scene in Austin. He kept it going for years, ladies and gentlemen. He won't say that about himself, but I'll I'll say that about him. I won't fight you on everybody. Everybody owes him a debt of gratitude for keeping comedy alive in the in the lean years, ladies and gentlemen. He's Austin's greatest living storyteller. We get him every morning, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for the marvelous Mr. Matthew. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, everybody. Thank you. That guy who started it off just now, he's uh, dressed in his desert elephants. He looks really good in a, I believe they call it a CPO-style shacket. He's leaning in fully into comfort, but also... But a, a sexy comfort, if you will, ladies Oil and gents. Rubs. At the factory? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Oil rubs. Blasted in here in a good mood, and I'm excited about it. I'm ready to uh, tackle the well, day Because we him. hardly have to work today. And he's excited. He's saying, hey, we hardly have to work. We do have guests aplenty coming in, but uh, and they, they're only coming in not to... They're only coming in to meet him, ladies and gentlemen. Who is he? He's <laughs> a member of the Texas Radio Hall of Fame, and he's got a special place in your hearts and your minds. It's Mr. Bob Fonseca, Woo! ladies and gentlemen. Bob. Oh, man. Oh, man. No, I mean, I, we, it's not that we're, we don't want to work. It's just some days, you know, you, you're stacked. And maybe I'm making too much. I don't want to jinx it. Because uh, somebody, an artist that we had hoped that we could get on is is hopefully going to come on today. Looks like it's going to happen. And, of course, Dr. Hot Dog is coming in today. And who knows? Do we have an audience of one today? Sure. This would be a good day for audience of one, but I didn't see anybody in the parking lot. No. Well, nobody can get to the station through the fog this morning. No. I know. What's with the fog? That's like four it's days in a row. really handy. The, the fog is heavy enough today that I've learned that one of my one of my headlights is severely uh, misfocused. That's how you know. I never really knew until today and I could clearly see the beam and I was like, oh my god, that's, I got like Gilbert Gottfried Hey, what are you doing with all those wooden nickels? He said, "Because I'm, you know, where I'm going after the show. Those are oh, those uh, piranha chips. Piranha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's three dollars. Is that why you're so excited that so you're like a little kid and found it? Did your mom tell you that you could go to the store and yeah. get a toy? And yeah, that's and why you came. You're so excited this I morning. I got a three dollar discount right here. Do you ever worry that you have a vinyl addiction, like yes. an, a literal addiction? I cut way back. I haven't bought anything this month so far." So that's good. Right. That's what, we're three weeks, four weeks, three weeks in? But if you go out today and buy three or four things, then you'll just be completely caught up. Um, if, if you're just delaying the purchases and still making them, and that's not actually a cutback. Really? This is a discussion I have with somebody really? else in my household. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if you're cutting back, that means that you would get, be getting less across the board. But not it's a just... tax deduction now. Because I'm in the industry. Well, I understand that, but a tax deduction... Means that, that means I get all the money back. No, it does not. That's a thing that we gotta we gotta talk about. Wait a minute. You're reducing your tax burden, but you're not getting money back. Yeah, I don't believe you. Okay. There you we go. can pay zero in taxes pretty much, right? Right. Elon only pays like three percent. Right. Right, right. Well, that's fun. It's a little thing I do on Friday to reward myself for you know, putting up with you guys uh, all week. Okay. <laughs> no, right. I like no, to go. I like to go see John and the gang over at Piranha and Round Rock and uh, pick out a little something-something for myself. Probably just one. Just one record today. What do you got What do you got your eye on? I don't know. I'm waiting for the new Band, band on the Run uh, reissue to come out. I love that album. But I don't think it's out this week. Huh. I think first week of February. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I like to be surprised. That's the fun thing about crate digging. As we, as we in the industry call it, you, you, you can either go with a list or you can just go and be surprised. It's the thrill of the hunt. You might find some Bernie Grunman in the stacks there, you know? Ooh. You don't even know who that is. Nuh-uh. Some Robin Trout. <laughs> you might find a Kevin Gray. 
You might find a Ke- uh, Ryan K. Smith. You don't know how any of these people are, do you? R.L. Stein. You may find a Krieg Wonderlick. You have no idea who these people are, do you? You could have a Daryl Jenkinson. No, he's not a mastering it. These are mastering engineers. And you don't think Daryl Jenkinson is? No. I know he's not. He's not one of the top four. Yeah, he's an idiot is what he is. He's not a He's not a Bob Ludwig or a Robert Wood. Oh, just because Ludwig. Ludwig's in the name? They're getting all the respect? Well, I mean, Ludwig is that's a musician's name. Yeah. Nepotism. <laughs> you going to go with me? We'll hit the Gaddy Town after? I do need God, a salad. I, they, I'll buy you a t-shirt. Folks, I'll buy you, you a Whitney seen, Houston t-shirt or if something. If you had seen the way that he went from, his face went from no to yes once it registered the Gaddy Town part. It's right next door. In Insane, because you were coming up with some excuse about how busy you are today. I so saw you go, man, I'm sorry. And I saw it coming, and you heard Gaddy Town, and your your brain was a slight second behind and it. You and you know what? You, if you go with me, well, I'll let us sit in the cartoon room. Oh. Uh, you can either sit in the sports room or the cartoon room. I was your just choice. Started, started eating salads yesterday. So. Well, you're in luck, because they have a salad bar. Yeah. And they brought back creamy Italian. Yeah, but you know he's going Thousand Island if he's going to Gaddy. <laughs> he's going to go that thick no, gat. It's not ranch. the same, though. It's Neither. not the same. The creamy Italian is not the same as it was back in the 70s. Really? In the 80s. Son of a... It was really good. I don't know. I might be down. That's John, John would like to see you. He loves you. i like to see John. And I'll get you a Whitney Houston t-shirt or a Michael Jackson t-shirt or something. Mm. I do like the sounds of that. Salad dressing is weird, though. You're taking a bowl of greens and then you're saucing them. <laughs> I know. It's the only way to get them down. Who can eat just eat greens? I know. No right. one can, and I don't understand like how a we cow eat them. or yeah. something. But it's weird that we. I think we feel sometimes like I'm being real healthy, but you're just you're just pouring on sauce. fat. Yeah. If you measure it, it's only 100 calories or 80 calories. So. Well, anyway. Are you okay? How was the? Uh, your eye? How uh, was your? My I, I sorry, man. I, I gave. I, if I gave you a heart attack last night, I was oh. thinking because I didn't do a media room show on YouTube Live. I didn't do one on Wednesday night, and then I thought, well, I'll do one tonight because it's Thursday and my wife's out doing business stuff. And then I remember, oh, tonight's uh, tonight's Chewy show. But I posted something and then I took it down. Thank you for because I forgot that it was Thursday night, which is. Uh, Thank you. Nomversation night. I can't encroach on that. For saving Spencer's life, he needed that. Uh, I apologize because it, it didn't. Yesterday was a long day. And it, uh, I missed both of you guys. I apologize. Uh, my apology. I guess well, let's just go around in circles and apologies. But did everybody have good uh, streams last night? I didn't stream. I, you I didn't. pulled back because pulled back. It's, 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 completely, it's, not, it's nomversation night. How did nomversations go last night? Uh, it was great. Actually, I had a good time. I thought we were just going to stream for like 30 minutes and we went for like 90. So it was fun. Spencer was there. We made Philly cheesesteaks and talked about... What did we talk about? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. I had it on in the background. I listened. I was doing something else. Because I don't want to, like, you know, come in and steal the show. Yeah. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I just, so I, to you, man. I just lurk in the background and listen while I'm doing something else, like wiring some speakers or something like that. You it's know? very considerate of you. I, I to thought come so. In and steal the show. I thought so. I don't want to. It's not about. Here's what I've learned about nonversations. Yeah. Is it nonversation? Um, it's not about me. I mean, it can be. We're, we're hoping no. to have guests. I almost offered to get you twitching with us, but 
I feel like we need more equipment and stuff like that. Right. You know, the other night on the media room, I was just putting on random listeners, random viewers. Really? Yeah. I no. I, what last night? No, it was last week. Last I think. week I was there. Yeah, that's right. You came on after. You started with me. But this girl, this woman kept. Vicky. Kept applying, Vicky. Yeah, she kept applying. I remember. I'm a fan of sending me a request to be put on camera, and then when I put her on camera, because I can do so, and I found out I can do two people, I can, oh so there could be three of us on the screen at the oh. same time. And like they you're in your twenties all over again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, right. And so uh, that was cool, and she just got such a big thrill that she was on camera. It was just crazy. It was fun. Yeah, we gotta do that more often. We should. I like it. Like I said, I like. Uh, Getting out and doing some crowd work. Which, Seeing our fans. What right. they're like. What do you eat? What do you like? Right. And you cooked last night on camera? No. No, I just made some uh, Philly cheesesteaks before Spence oh. got there. Because he's a hungry boy, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he has, you know, money for extravagant meals. And stuff. No, I hear you. I hear so, you. But this is happening every Thursday. Every Thursday at 8. I forgot to promote it on our thing. But, I mean, we got our Instagram kind of going. I'm about to start making some memes. and Promotion is key. Doing some fun stuff. We, it is. Promotion is key. Let's just sit in that for a okay. second. That's why it's we're important. Not, that's why our show's not taking off. <laughs> Advertising <laughs> is important. <laughs> Boom. Are we continuing? Uh, no, we finished. This is we a wrapped brand up yesterday. New one. I believe we wrapped up yesterday. All new. Yeah, now we're looking at uh, promotions and giveaways someone should have really thought about. All right. Uh, McDonald's gave away... Something interesting with breakfast. It makes sense that when I think about it. Now that when I read it from afar, it makes sense. It just created kind of a weird image for some people. Famous for a lot of giveaways. The Monopoly game at, mm-hmm. at McDonald's. My favorite. Gets people excited. Happy Meal Toys. In the 70s and 80s, McDonald's uh, partnered with Gillette Razor. If you ordered a full breakfast, they would give you a razor. A plastic razor. Interesting. It's a weird... Because Premium. you're a person on the go, I guess. Well, they're saying, hey, world. it's morning, and they want you to think about, hey, we're the razor company for you in the morning. I can see what makes sense. Uh, on the other hand, though, uh, a lot of people, especially women, said they were turned off by the idea. They said they thought about their husband's stubble that he would leave in the sink. It would turn them off, and they stopped wanting to eat McDonald's breakfast. I don't know, though, that has McDonald's breakfast ever been aimed at women? No. I don't think so. Because, well, I don't uh, know. I here's my co- wife doesn't ask for it. My but me and my boys will go out on a Saturday morning. I'll get the I'll get the um the full. What do they call that big breakfast? The big breakfast, the big breakfast with the pancakes. I and love the it scrambled all. eggs and the. I'd like to hear from ladies sometime. We've talked before that there's dude food and lady food. Yeah. And I'm wondering, did is the McMuffin aimed at the ladies? No, it's, where the well, biscuit is na- is made. Aimed at the dudes. Starbucks mm. and an elf bar. That's what the that's what the ladies like for breakfast. What's an elf bar? That's the uh nicotine uh smoker puffer vapor. Oh, okay. Mm. It's called an elf bar? Mm-hmm. Those are the Don't you think ones. they get the little Starbucks uh the Starbucks makes a pretty good breakfast sandwich with egg white and or whatever. I don't know. No. That seems like that's, more there on a that's on a baguette, you know, on a That's a microwave sandwich. So they're tasty. McDonald's is the best. No one will ever beat them. That's not true. Uh, you can tie them. Okay. 
breakfast at a, a breakfast on a bun from uh, Jack in the Box is pretty good. When's the last time you've been to Jack? Uh, the last time I had a breakfast on a bun, I was with Paul F. Tompkins. I think it was. Two, well, that's a heavy name <laughs> drop there. I think wow. it was. I think so. It was, this was '97. Wow. I think it was 2002, 2003. Okay. And we got breakfast on a bun at like three o'clock in the morning. It was really good. And it's Anything the only one I've ever had. Three o'clock in the morning is yeah, good. And no. I'm basing it wholly on that one purchase. Uh, I still think, I think the think... best. I still think the best drive-through breakfast is an actual full-size Whataburger from Whataburger. Mm. I'm not a big breakfast food fan. I love breakfast. And then yeah. they got the bre- at that OK it. Dog at the Korean Dog Place over here. Yeah. On, uh, uh, they have a breakfast sandwich. Like six bucks. Amazing. Delicious. And aesthetically pleasing. You heard it first, ladies and gentlemen, right here Check from it. the mouth of the babe. Uh, Oprah gave away cars to a whole audience of women who were uh, down on their luck and had transportation problems. She gave away three, over 300 cars to the audience. Everyone, everyone, you get a car, you get a car, everyone gets a car. The problem is, is that the uh, total value is $30,000, and so everyone was then slapped with a $7,000 bill. Uh, seven thousand looks. Yeah, it's a gift tax. Now, seven thousand dollars for a brand new car, not a bad bet at all, right? Yeah, that's great. Except that the audience was specifically chosen for people who were in need, meaning they couldn't afford a car, even a used car, and now they had a seven thousand dollar bill hanging over their heads. And okay, so if if Oprah pays that seven thousand dollars, then you have to pay a tax on that on the seven thousand dollars that she paid, and it's just endless. It gets really, yeah. Um, that makes you happy for the IRS. Many of the audience members were advised to sell the car to cover the taxes. But now you're having to sell a car and figure out how to do that in order to make any money off of it. Whereas, has she just given everybody in the crowd $30,000, they would have all owed about $7,000 in taxes. And then they would have just been able to keep 20000 bucks. And they could have used that to go buy a used car. Mm-hmm. Instead, everybody was kind of suddenly had this burden of, well, go back to wherever you're from and then figure out how to sell a car. And then afterward, you can keep some money, but remember to keep the the taxes pulled from it. And remember, you got to get register and unregister the title. Mm. You just see so what I'm saying? Oprah should have been considerate and threw extra money after the car. Bro, that we know this- how this happened. This happened through a sales department. Oh, oh, just say no more. Say no more. Matt, Come on, man. Matt, you know, say you know, no more. So it was Matt. a sales department that put this together and said, hey, we got a big buy from the General Motors or whatever, and they'll give us cars for everybody. It'll be insane. And no one did the rest of the thinking through, I'm sure. A car dealership, speaking of car dealerships. Hey, it a was car, memorable. It was. A car dealership in Missouri said if you came in and bought a truck from them, uh, they'd give you an AK-47. Uh, I don't know if you know the AK-47. It's a well-known Soviet area, a Soviet era rifle. You're familiar with the AK, aren't you? Oh, it's one of the most popular rifles. I'd say. Well, you would say that because you were, you grew up well, listening to hip hop, and hip hop love the AK. I don't think that they love that. I, it, I don't think they. I don't think they liked it, the AK, so much for its abilities. No, it, it, I mean, it's easy to rhyme AK with a lot of words. That's why I think it was, is that it was so Perfect easy to rhyme. Perfect day, AK. Hey, hey. hey you know hey. they, yeah. You notice they never said, lay, lady, lay, AK. It's going to pop off with my Kalishnikov. They never went full, no, you know what I mean? No, no. 
Glock doesn't rhyme with anything, too, except know, for Glock. There's some good gun songs, I think. There's some good rhyming. We shouldn't glorify those, though. Uh, Captain Crunch once gave away a whistle that could hack phone lines. The ramification of the Captain Crunch whistle giveaway was something nobody in the world could have predicted because it's quite bizarre. Promotion ba- dates back to the 1960s. This was incredible, innocuous. You just, you know, you think about a, a bosun's whistle. Yeah. You know that the uh, the guy blows on the uh, on on the ship. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's Captain Crunch, right? It was a toy replica of a, a bosun's whistle, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just a whistle. But here's the weird thing: um, a former Air Force electronic technician named John Draper got one of the whistles. It became a pioneer of early hacking. Back in the day, different tones could unlock features over phone lines. The whistle played at a perfect 2,600 hertz pitch, which, when you played it, played it into a payphone, gave you access to long-distance service with no charge. People began flocking to the grocery stores once this got out. There wasn't even an internet back then, so it spread slowly because you had to spread it analog style. But people started to know that, and... Um, He's started inventing uh, these things called blue boxes. They played multiple tones for multiple effects. And you could buy them, um, you know, kind of on the, on the underground. This is actually, here's this weird thing, kind of how Apple got its start. Mm-hmm. Huh. Steve Jobs and, uh, and the Waz. In a garage. Yeah, they were making blue boxes. They knew uh, Draper. And they were helping him make blue boxes. That's uh-huh. when they got into making computers. Steal from the best. There you go. That's right. Uh, do we have a floater here? Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, Alex, can you bring me those uh, live sheets in the printer? Thank you. That was that was wow. That's a great intercom we had. Is really professional between the between the two rooms. Amazingly professional. That's how I. That's how I get my kids' attention at home. Yeah, that was great. Just yell. Yeah, I don't. How can we haven't thought of that before? Um, I think it's Airco Matt. You think it is? I mean, I'll once the papers are here, I'll know for sure. And Big Al, he's coming quickly. Mm-hmm. How's uh? He's swift. Oh, there you are, madame. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not going. I'm not going swift on. Thank you very much. Monsieur, you want me to go? Uh, yeah, you Airco can do it. Airco Austin, Airco Austin. We all use them. We love them. They've saved. They've saved my. They've saved my butt a couple times, at least more. Actually, a couple dozen times. I, I use them all the time. Emergency calls. Part of their maintenance plans where they come out for just a few dollars a month. They'll visit your home twice a year. Well, they don't visit your home. They visit your air conditioning system. They put on little booties. They go up there in the attic or wherever your air conditioning unit is, your heating unit, and they inspect it. Inspect it in the spring, and they inspect it in the fall. So you're ready no matter what the season brings. It's a great way to prolong the life of your expensive HVAC system by getting a professional to kind of look at it. And it might do a little tweak here and there. Uh, Airco does that for you. Like again, also, here's the beauty: if you've got a home, you're a homeowner. They do electrical now for residences. They do they do plumbing for residential. It's fantastic. They got you covered. This is the name. This is the number and the name. This is the website you need to have on your refrigerator at all times. They should bring us some magnets. AircoAustin.com serving you electrical, plumbing, heating, air conditioning. That's it. That's it. Okay. Thank you very much. That's all you need. That's yeah. all you need, man. You guys take any supplements? Take a multivitamin, anything like that? I need to. I got to re-up on some fiber. 
I, I go on tears where I do, and then I feel like, well, man, they're really not doing anything. Or you go to the doctor, and they you got a complaint, and they go, you found some kind of supplement or something? And then you go, yeah. And they go, well, don't do that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, so you're I saying don't know. supplements, no. I don't know. I think I think supplements are good for, like, Joe Rogan's wallet, but I don't know. I can't. Yeah, we can't. You always talk about efficacy, month. right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either, but I, I mean, want the CV, them. The, the next Evo, I, I know, because I'm like, I'll take one mid-show. Yeah. Smooth me right Do you out. think the generic ones are working from Walmart, the Equates? Equate CBD? Well, not the CBD, the, oh. the vitamin C and the I don't fiber, know. Like. I don't know. I, I started, you know how I t- said I wanted to start this year and, and I was doing my uh, my 12-week year. and I, You know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to make some real improvements, oh, yeah. How's especially. The 12 oh, he's, year halfway, going, yeah, he's halfway through almost. No, no, I started midway through, we're through quarter, the month. We're in the, thir- we're in the second quarter in his. Oh, in his, okay. In his scheme. Q2. No, not yet. I'm only two weeks in. And, uh, no, some of it has been really good. I, you can. Line up to make fun of me. I'm, and I, you actually can't hurt me because I'm right, feeling much line better. Again? Yeah, is it over here? Yeah, I'll start over. Well, here. no, I'm back to two a days now. <laughs> I'm, I'm number one. All right. Okay, you'll need to wait there. You're, we haven't pulled your number yet. People are texting to get in line. Save someone. I don't Spot. know. I take like every once in a while. Like someone told me, magnesium was good for my like. I get these spasms in my leg at night sometimes, and someone said, "Oh, you got to get on magnesium." Okay, so like, okay, well, what kind of magnesium? There's all kinds of different magnesiums. I I don't know. I need a combination testosterone-insulin shot, I think. Be careful with that, though. Here's the thing I'm reading. Big-time benefits? Ginger has been shown to regulate appetite, in part because it is a thermic reaction with the food we eat. It's it's good for your stomach. Oh, I eat it with sushi. It's supposed to settle your stomach. That's why you drink ginger ale when you have, uh, remember when you were a kid? Remember a that? couple days in, I had some seasonal allergies. I still had allergies all day, but my morning ginger shot did feel really satisfying. The heat through my nose and sinus area yeah. felt like it. This is a person saying we should all be taking a shot of ginger juice every morning. I think morning. there's ginger in that. I like that shot. That that sh- I, I don't remember what it's called at Juice Land. All I know, it's got to be per gallon has to be the most expensive liquid on earth. Uh, all of because, them. All of the juices are very expensive. Because a little shot of this thing, and I yeah. know it's got some ginger in it. Probably six bucks got or something. got some cayenne in it. It's got some vinegar, probably some apple cider vinegar. Right. It feels good going down. You do feel... How much is the shot? Probably four or five bucks. Now, here's the thing. Damn. Someone tells you, hey, you want this $5 juice shot. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. You're going to charge me $5 for a little thing There's of juice? There's no alcohol in it? Here's the thing. They put... Booze in there, people be like, "Oh, six bucks—that's pretty good deal." Yeah. Get around, get around for everybody. Yeah, it is weird how we. Owe. But the thing is, is I know alcohol is working because I feel funny, and I just I just punched a stranger in the face. Mm-hmm. So I know that when I take the Efficacy. shot of juice, I don't know what it's doing for me. No, but that one I'm talking about—I can't remember. It's like some kind of wellness shot. I think because it has an effect on your. It does. Having like open your sinuses and stuff, so you're like, like okay, something's happening. Better. I don't know if it's good, yeah, but, but something all, is happening. Hey, look, even if it's all placebo, placebo There's still, if it makes that. you feel it better, makes, it makes right. you feel better. That's no, even if it's doing nothing but mentally making you feel better, there's still something there, right? Agreed. But I'm gonna tell you right now if you do not want to burn hundreds of hours you don't really have, 
don't start going into the world of saying, I'm going to research supplements. Because that is a rabbit hole you cannot crawl back out mm-hmm. of. There are people who are uh, neuroscientists who will tell you, yes, these things, we and I've read the studies, and these things may have some efficacy we can see. I will say we're the only show, I think we're the only show in the entire nation that has taught people the word efficacy, mm-hmm. where they can use it in their in their day-to-day, I don't know that they'd want to. I'm a little embarrassed that it rolls off the tongue the way it does. Yeah, we're it the only show cool. also trying to get you to not take vitamins. I didn't even think about that, but now that you say that, we really are the only... Is Every every, every other show <laughs> in the know. nation is telling people to take all the supplements, right? I, I, I just don't know. I would, is it real or not? I want so badly for someone to discover a tree that if you eat the seed off of it or drink the juice mm-hmm. from that tree, everything gets better. A, that, a magic, a panacea. Yeah. I don't know. I think you just have to be careful when you take advice about supplements from people that put links to supplements. everybody, it's just their, like Bob with you know, his Amazon thing. If they're talking about the, the supplement, right. they're selling it. Right. But they're not lying. That guy wouldn't lie to me. That guy's my friend. And what do you think? I of- subscribe to his YouTube channels. I watch all of his talks about supplements. So he, what do you think the margin is on a supplement? God, a bottle of supplements? Dude, I don't know. 9,000%? I know the fiber stuff works because that well, I can feel happening. Yeah. But you could just eat paper. And I'm cool. Like, if the homies catch you with a tequila shot, you know, they're like, damn, where's ours? We're partying. Mm-hmm. They catch you with a ginger shot. It's over. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> Who are you? What I'm, is this? I'm realizing I'm really susceptible to supplement marketing the way I think sometimes some people are susceptible mm-hmm. to astrology marketing. Yeah. Because I'll read about it and I'll go, hey, Matt, ooh, I never thought about magnesium. What does it do? Right. Clarity. I could use some clarity. Because of all the stuff happening with my mom and, well, that's last year, but this year it's my dad. His, it's his year to shine. Uh, I start now looking at those memory, like I'm really, right. really Dude. worried about my my memory. Right. Even though my dad's 93 and it took him 93 years to forget who I was. Sad, but true. Yeah. It's like, hmm, memory. What about this Prevagen? And then I go to the store, and I go, wait a minute. This is like $2 a day. Right. Well, This is like $60 for a bottle, and I'm supposed to take two of these or something. I'm getting so, uh, I'm not exhausted, but I'm not enjoying searching for words the way I have to now post post my on-air diet stroke. Right. And I was like, well, maybe I can... Maybe I could cure some neurons with a pill. Yeah, I want it. I want it to work. I My really wife claims is I'm too. I'm, I'm just too high functioning, and I'm just trying to think of too many. Like, like I don't have a memory issue. It's you're trying to think of too many. You're things. trying to. I've got too many things going on in my mind at the same time, and so it's hard to, to compartmentalize it or whatever. What's your name again? I have no earthly idea. <laughs> Are you reading less or more since the stroke? I don't read at all. I read a lot. Hmm. Reading I'm well read. Readings for weak ass little bitches. That's true. I don't read anything useful though. I don't read any newspapers or editorials. I just read books about final. rock stars. Yeah, no, I read every day, but I'm always reading just uh, news stories for the show or the uh, the, the afternoon show. Boring. Yeah, it's boring, dude. I, I absolutely agree with you there. Boring. If you if you take supplements that you love, hit us up 
inbox us at Matt and Bob FM on Instagram. Let us know. Maybe. Or maybe I just want it. Maybe I'm just bored and I just want that to be my new hobby. Is that what's happening? I don't know. We're all looking for an answer on why we're tired. All right. Let's get on our hogs and go to the Harley Davidson Festival. I report the news. That's what I do. It's Bob Fonseca's Rock and Roll News. I was researching my stories and you snuck up on me there, Chewy. Oh, Oh, my goodness. But luckily I had a headline already loaded in my brain. Thank God I still, my memory's still good then. I'm still good. You know where you are. Huh? It's rock and roll news. It came right to the, mm, boom. I had it. Okay. Harley Davidson. I didn't even know. Yeah, I guess I did know they had a homecoming festival. The 2024. Oh, by the way, let me, allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. Or one of those two things anyway. I don't have much wealth, but I do have musical taste. And uh, I'm Rock's last great reporter, by the way. And I'm going to wrap up the week with the headline wrap-up for you. All the festivals. We're we're heading into festival season very quickly. And the lineup for the 2024 Harley-Davidson Homecoming Festival. Where is that? Is that up in the the Black Hills or whatever? I don't Uh, know. Where were they made? That's going to be in Milwaukee, Matt. Well, I assume that's where Harley-Davidson is. Well, I know because I hung out with Willie Davidson one night. Well, I don't, um, they, by, quite by accident. Is festivals the, is that the only way we get music anymore? I don't know. Everybody loves a festival. Did you know I they? once rode motorcycles with Peter Fonda? No, I didn't, I didn't know that. They ever tell you, that's in the book. That's going to be in the book, Dead Air. That's one of the chapters. Hey, a quick question. Is this book, is it just, a, is it could be a lot of brag? <laughs> yeah, that's what books are. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> But it should be out later this year. It better be. Otherwise, you haven't met your goals for the year. It'll be out in time for your Christmas buying season. And I'm not going to self-publish it either. This is going straight to Random House. How are you going to get to Ram- Random House and out in the same year? Don't they, like, buy rights to it and then they set a, it takes, like, three years to get a book out? Good question, Matt. But right now I'm talking about the Harley-Davidson Homecoming Festival in Milwaukee. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. What was the beer that made Milwaukee famous? Old nope. Milwaukee? No, it wasn't. That's the one that tastes as great as its name. I thought it was Schwitz. Ah, uh, here we Schwitz, go. Here we go. Pats. The Harley-Davidson Homecoming Festival confirmed uh, their uh, headliners for their 2024 Lakeside event slated for July 25th to 28th at Veterans Park in oh, Milwaukee. Yes. Do you know that park? Do you know the lake? Is it lake? Is it the... That's not the... What lake is... Uh, Milwaukee Lake? No. All right. Superior? Yeah. Is it Lake Superior? Michigan? Yeah, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The big one, right? What's the Theory? lake? That, what no. lake is on is Chicago on? Yeah, that one. The Chicago Lake. Yeah. It's the same one. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jelly... But well, this Jelly Roll Cat. Hey, yeah. He come on strong. He's talented. He'll outwrap you and outsing you. Yeah, and he'll do it. Uh, he goes to any of these festivals just for the craft services. Do you like him? No. Uh, no, I'm asking Chewy. Chewy's really, the expert in this category. He's not for me, but he's talented. Okay. And Hardy. Hardy's a country guy, right? Uh, country and rock, yeah. Okay. Uh, they're the headliners along with The Offspring. Uh, see if there's any other names that I read. There's looks like there's a lot of regional acts that I don't, I don't recognize. Maybe Kara... 
or Matt would recognize because I haven't I haven't been up to Milwaukee in a couple decades. Sure, but, it's a uh, fantastic city. Well, I know I've spent some time up there, and then uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, as well, was up there for a little while, hanging out, and uh, and that's all close to pretty close to Chicago, right? They're all like an hour away. Yeah, Kenosha's an hour and a half, two hours. Anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, thanks. That's that's happening. Hey, everybody. Uh, get your tickets. Pack it up. Let's go up north. Tickets went on sale. Party. Or badges. Jelly whatever. roll. Passes went on sale January 18th. If you want to head up there and put your hog on a trailer <laughs> and head on up there to the Harley-Davidson Homecoming uh, Festival. All right. Let's see. Here's an Carrie interesting used to say story. That the the Harley-Davidson, this is different, but they used to have like a bike week, you know, a homecoming week. I mean, this is part of that homecoming. She said it was always brutal. She, she used to live... Mm. In like a kind of a downtown area, and she's like, there was just no sleeping. It was just twenty four hours a day. Potato, potato, Sammy Hagar, formerly of Van Halen, and you know, back to being a solo act. Uh, he tells fans they shouldn't freak out because he just discovered his real last name is not Hagar; it's Haggard. No, it's not even that. Uh, so what did he do? It was on the PBS show Finding Your Roots, the singer discovered that there were no men named Hagar surrounding him that matched his DNA, and that his actual surname is Belcher. (laughs) That's that's not very rock. Sammy Belcher. Sammy Belcher. Well, uh, can I say this? It is better than Sammy Felcher. So the host told him, genetically, you are not a Hagar. Uh, Henry Louis Gates, the... uh, the, uh, He's the host of that show. The host of the PBS show. I don't know this show, but it sounds interesting. Uh, Henry Louis Gates started it to talk to especially other African Americans who, obviously because of slavery, had no attachment to who they were. Uh, but it's become really interesting to find out from all these people. So he takes celebrities and he walks you through your heritage and lineage and he finds out where, do, where did you come from? Who yeah. are you? What are you about? He says, you are not a Hager. You're a Belcher. Your wide DNA matches 27 men with the surname Belcher. There is no doubt. You are Sammy Belcher. So his mom had an affair? Do you think Van Halen would have hired Sammy Belcher? Do you think they would have hired a guy whose mom was not honest Do you with think his dad? they would have hired a guy that took his stage name after a pair of slacks? Sansabelt slacks? You know what Sansabelt means? Uh-uh. Without a belt. Sans means no. Sans. And belt means belt. What's the earth? So no belt. Without belt. Sans. Damn. Sanskrit. That means without a script. Sans, you know what sans serif means? What? Without a serif. That means that's a that's a font that doesn't have a serif. Yeah. You know Those little s- pointy things. You know what sans job means? Gosh, what? I'm tired of educating you. Yeah, you're out of you're out of work. Anyway, uh, okay, so Sammy, from now on, the guy that uh, sings I Can't Drive. 55 is a belcher. Is a belcher. All right, Elton John's got a new book coming out. That dude is a money-making machine, man. Yeah. I don't know. His people, he's got got it going on. He's got a new book out with a lot of pictures in it of his farewell tours and stuff, his farewell trek across around the world. Uh, It's called Farewell Yellow Brick Road. See what he did there? Instead of goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. It's farewell. That farewell, means. Yellow Brick Road. Memoirs of my life on tour. And uh, 
That book is going to be out uh, very soon. Let's see. Do you Do think when you well, put your book soon. out, when you put your book out later this year, Bob? Yeah. I'm should gonna, you name it? Should you name it "Farewell Broken Task Chair"? I didn't mean to slow down the. I'm sorry. I asked. No, I'm thinking that's not bad. I think I'm going to stick with dead air. But uh, yeah, that book's going to be out September 24th, and this is good for me to know. Because I need to know when the other big books are coming out, so I don't. Drop, yeah, you don't I've want to got, release. I've got to find a week to release where there's not a big book release coming yeah. out. You don't want to go out at the same time as somebody else. But I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse because I've still got to write the book before I get a release date. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start this weekend. I'm going to write two chapters this weekend. Because you know what? Like what? my wife says, you don't eat an elephant all at once. That would be a great name for your book. One bite at a time. That'd be you eat an elephant one bite at a time. So many good names for your book. One bite at a time. Well, I'm not going to name it one bite at a time. I'd love to. All right, where am elephant. I? Where am I now? Where am I, Chewy? Uh, rock and uh, roll I've got news more Jr. rock and roll news. Uh, anybody else looking forward to? Oh, that's more movie news. We can talk about that later. Billy Joel's going to return to the Grammys after 30 years. <laughs> It was something like 20 years ago or 30 years ago. We had some kind of mid-song protest at the Grammys. They were doing a Frank Sinatra tribute on the Grammys. And right in the middle of the tribute, they cut to commercials. And so when Billy came out to do his song after the commercials or whatever, he stopped his song to harangue the Grammys for doing that to Frank. You don't do that to old Blue Eyes. Nah. You don't cut to commercial in the middle of his tribute. Anyway, he's kind of avoided the Grammys ever since, but he's going to be returning to the Grammys. To I don't know what he's going to be if he's going to be performing his new song or not or whatever. But uh, anyway, sounds like he's got a lot of things cooking. It sounds like he's got an album and maybe a tour on the way. With I all already the, has a book on the way. All, so. What what weekend is that coming out? I, we need to we need to look. We into need it. to figure that out. I don't compete against Billy Joel. Anyway, so look forward to 2024 being uh, uh, a big year for. Uh, for uh, Billy Joel. He's going to make one last uh, one last run at it. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I can head to Rock and Roll News Jr. because this is very interesting. Oh, you're going to talk about the big one? What's the big one? I mean, if you'll know it. It's the biggest one. It is? Yeah. yeah. What's the biggest one? A huge story for I the mean, kids last night. All right, well, first of all, let me explain what Rock and Roll News Jr. is. It's for the kids on the way to the dropout zone right now. And boy, are they happy. It's Friday. They're heading into the big two-day weekend. (laughs) Ah, yeah, kids. Hey, listen. Good to see you. That's Chewy playing sound effects for you. That gives Chewy some love. Ah, they're safely strapped into the back of Mom's uh, hybrid uh, people mover. On the way to the dropout zone, finish up their week of schooling. Uh, kids, read lots of books, stay in school, and please, 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 start a rock band, keep rock alive, all right? Start a garage band. All right, this, uh, so the kids know this guy. I don't know. This is the first time I've seen his name in print. But there's an EDM superstar. His name, and I don't know, I don't know if I can pronounce this correctly. What is it? How do you do an umlauf? It just means that you pronounce both vowels. So if the umlaut, umlaut? Nope. Umlaut. Umbop. If the umlaut is over the T. That's just made up for fun. No, come on, seriously. How would you pronounce that guy's name? T-I-umlaut-E-S-T-S. No, it's Tiesto. Okay, Tiesto. 
All right. EDM superstar Tiesto. And by the way, I already knew that. But it makes it more interesting for the listener yeah. when I pretend that I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fit. did a really good job of pretending. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely I believed, thought. I genuinely no. believed that, A, you didn't understand how an umlaut worked. You said it's what happens when it's over the T, and I looked, and it's it's not even over the T. You, you were testing me. It's over the E. So my rock and roll news consultant has told me, and by the way, his last name is also Belcher. Larry Belcher. Really? Yeah. Huh. My rock and roll news consultant. Isn't that weird how that works out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He told me that it's more engaging for the audience when you ask the question. Hmm. Instead of just, t- they don't want you to just keep telling them stuff. Like a good teacher will ask you, you know how I talk to Chewy? Like, who's Tiesto, Chewy? He's a very popular DJ. He's been around already since said that. 2010. I already said that. Oh, okay. Are you reading? You're cheating off my notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, EDM Tiesto, superstar, uh, is going to serve as the Super Bowl's first in-game DJ. In-game? Yeah. I've seen him before the game. No, in-game. So the Grammy winner will spin a set. During first quarter? That means he's going to walk a walk a walk a walk. I'm having so much fun today. Two turntables and a microphone. Have you heard anything? Anyway, uh, he's going to do it for the player warm-ups, right? So while the players are kicking and stretching mm-hmm. and, and talking to their agents on the sideline going, hey, why can't you get me a better deal next year? I'm in the Super Bowl, GD. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. A practical question for you right now. Yeah. Have you... Uh, this is Rock and Roll News Junior, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Last have you ever? Have you ever met a... You ever seen a kid before, Bob? Yeah. Okay, I was just checking. Why? Well, I just, because the Tiesto thing, and then... Well, they're all going to be watching the Super Bowl. Because Taylor's going to be there. The Chiefs are going. It's in the script. Kids love EDM. It's in the script. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And he's going to play during the first script, right? Waka, 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 waka. Who is this, Bob? Huh? That's Tiesto. Yeah, it is. He knew it. <laughs> anyway, hey, then... hey, Kelsey. <laughs> Catch this warm-up ball. And then he's going to stay on to spin during the game breaks, which you won't be able to hear because you're going to be watching uh, Nation, uh, uh, State Farm commercials with Jake. The other Jake. The new Jake. I hope there's some good commercials this year. What happened to the poor old Jake? I hope there's some good chicken wings this year. Probably made his money and left. That's what I'd do. Anyway, I wonder if he gets paid. I know the halftime performers don't get paid, but I wonder if they're going to pay him. He's from, uh, he's from, uh, where are the Dutch from? They're from, the, he's from the Netherlands, right? Is that the Dutch? Uh, yes. That's a Matt question. That is the uh, Dutch. And uh, he's a Dutch, uh, he's a famous Dutch uh, DJ producer. He's internationally known. And anyway, the players are going to be excited. I'd like to hear what he's spinning. I'd like to hear his playlist. Wouldn't you, Chewy? Yeah, see if he's played some of your favorites. Yeah. So that's great. That's great. And uh, he says, quote, I cannot wait to party with you all at the big game. All right, it's time for the rock and roll news salutes. And, man, I got I to go to another one. There's a ton hey of Hey, kids, I hope you enjoyed that rock and roll news. Junior. First of all, I was supposed it to seems like it was spe- It feels like it was specially chosen just for you. I know how many of you young kids strapped in the back of your mom's car love to spend your summers 
on some of the Spanish islands partying. How many kids, if you've been to Ibiza, raise your rattle. The kids want to know what Taylor is going to be wearing at the Super Bowl. With the Chiefs going, which is in the cards, the kids are going to be watching. This is going to be the most watched Super Bowl in the history of sports. This is going to be bigger than the Thrilla in Manila. Damn. Chewy. I don't, yeah. Worldwide audience to see how Taylor's going to rock that 87. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? I think so. Good old 87. All right. Time for the Rock and Roll News salutes. I got a lot of them because I've been neglecting the Rock and Roll News mailbag. You can write to me 24 hours a day through the miracle of email, which is mail delivered electronically. Bob's Rock News at gmail.com. You can send me my kudos. You can send me stories. You can tell me where to come and pick up your record collection. You can uh, also ask for shout outs. Uh, I forgot this one last week. Ozma, I forgot to give you a shout out. Give her the shout out. You're listening out there. I was supposed to do that last Is that Monday. Is that Tiesto's PR person? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, (laughs) wait a minute hang on on. i gotta they got all these they got i got all these requests now i gotta go way back oh screw it (laughs) dj tysto i'm tired of being oh here we go judy wrote to me and said yeah hey judy Judy. she loved our whistling bit yesterday she said uh as a human who lives with the uh, number one cockatiel fan of Matt and Bob Powered by Chewy, <laughs> Kirby the Cockatiel thoroughly enjoyed your segment on whistling this morning. We love you, Kirby. Hey, how is our cockatiel ratings these days, by the way? Here's the weird thing. Like, We're only the number three show with cockatiels in the city. His favorite whistling song is Young Folks by Peter Bjorn and John. Oh. And he wants, she wants more uh, aviary uh, and whistling programming for uh, good old Kirby. Okay. Uh, so let me, let's, uh, so we're going to give a shout out to Kirby. Kirby. And I know I had some more, but they're too deep in the, I'll do them on Monday. I hope he's dancing right now. I'll do some work. I'll go through it. Anyway, sing us out, Chewy. All right. Thank you, everybody. Anyway, if you send a request for your kids to get a shout-out, I'll get to it on Monday, I promise. I'll go I'll go through all the mailbag and all that. Wow, I'm wow. exhausted. Matt tried to discourage me and yeah. dissuade me from How did I discourage you? you? Great rock I was 100% here for you. He won't you. buy it. He Matt, won't buy my Matt. book, that cheap bastard. Uh-uh. He won't. I'm about to give him a free copy. And he goes, well, you, didn't, you didn't inscribe it. Yeah, I know how I'm going to inscribe it. Dear Matt, you yeah. jack wagon, I hope you don't enjoy this book. Will there be an umlaut in that? Hey, rock and roll saved my life. You're going to read about it in my new book, Dirty Lawn. What's it called? I it's forgot the book. name of it already. Dead Air. Uh, it on, sounds a little something like this. On newsstands in 2024. Bye. <laughs> Play something. Why do you want us to play something? I don't know. Are we going to rock something? or We can. We're right. waiting on you. I don't want to be in your way. You How do you rock? pass on the petty, man? Lean in now for some... Damn, boy! He's sick! Boy! That's a six-ass ball!
Classic. Headline. Uh, like 750-esque. I guess we're a little early today, but uh, we'll get into it right away. Uh, rainfall. Temporarily restoring flow to Jacob's Well. It's a good sign of uh, everything around uh, the, coming to the city. Uh, Jacob's Well, you know, one of those uh, famous swimming holes. It's been closed for a little over a year because there was just no water in it. And uh, the flow has been restored. These are good signs. I, I don't no, know how long they're going to last, and it makes me nervous, like how quickly this stuff could drain back out. But it is positive to – it's a positive thing to see mm-hmm. in an area that has been kind of uh, not so positive when it comes to heat, drought, things like that. So hats off and a, and I t- a, a nod to you, Jake, as well, for making us all feel a little bit better. Now, Bob, I have a story for you, okay? Thank goodness. Oh. I know that you like to go see the uh, at the go to the Q2 Stadium uh-huh. to look. see the Austin FC. Now, I have never fully understood this because I don't know everything there is to know about soccer. I know sure. that you know more, but apparently, I used MLS to play the game. an MLS season is what thirteen months long. Mm, that is not thirteen months in a year, but it it seems I like know we the, wrap sometime in October, and isn't like, it starting up again soon? Yeah, like within a month. They're already in preseason games. The commuter rail stop at McCalla Station yeah. is actually set to finally be open for Austin FC's season opener. Uh, I think this is to me. I would like if I'm going to one of these matches. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of have that feeling that like we saw when we were in uh, overseas. Yeah. And people would come in on and the train. Now, all, all uh, I know that and everything. I know that our train really just goes from the convention center right. to, to Leander, and it's it's not exactly the most useful thing in the world. But I would like to pretend, mm-hmm. and I do like the idea that you could pack a bunch of fans onto these trains, singing, sing, and chanting. What are they singing? We are the world. Yeah, we are the children. They're all excited after a victory. Cinco, cinco, uno, uno. yeah. Catorce! Catorce! Uh, anyway, currently Kramer Station is the North Austin station located approximately one mile uh, from the sta- stadium. But the nearest stop will be McCullough Station. I think they're and redeveloping set- that whole area. I think they are. It's, it, it's set to open February 24th. The station is, but I don't think the whole area has been developed out yet. Well, anyway, I thought you would like to hear that. I th- I feel like this is a thing that you could get into. Where would I jump on, though? I don't. You'll here's the thing. You you'll drive to some other area in town uh-huh. in your electric vehicle. Uh-huh. Then you'll take the electric bike off the back of your electric vehicle. Okay. And you'll ride up to some brewery up and around Metric, right? Uh huh. And then you'll park your bike there. You'll lock it up after a brew or two. Maybe a cider. You might be a cider guy. <laughs> no, I'm not. And then afterwards, Sorry. you say, hey, you no guys want to head over to McCalla Station and we can uh, take the train up to, or wherever, yeah. to take the train up to the Q2 Stadium? I'd like to do that. I can't wait, man. Opening opening day is uh, coming up pretty soon, hey, like a month tickets, away. Are tickets to one of those soccer matches still like 200 bucks? No. Well, I don't know. I, I want them to be eight. No, they're not. They're not two hundred dollars. Let's move over to our friend uh, Chewy El Dorado. Oh, some for me. So special news just for Chewy El Dorado: a trio of acclaimed chefs. <laughs> and when I say acclaimed chefs, I'm giving you names like Carlos Gaitan, Guy Fieri, Jonathan Comez Luna Torres, and Mikel Alonso, Bobby Flay. Uh, I'm talking Michelin-starred chefs. Michelin-starred chefs, they're opening a Mexican restaurant in downtown Austin. If you've been in the city for a long time, 
you'll remember Baby Louie's. Do you remember Baby Louie's yeah. on 6th Street at the top? What we used to call the top of the street. Right. It's basically the first in the Littlefield building right God, next to Baby Louie's. How yeah. many years is that? Been? Thirty years ago. Yeah. There was Louie's that was over right. in like by where Kirby Lane is. And Baby Louie's. And then Baby Louie's was downtown, except Baby Louie's was bigger than Louie's, which right. was interesting. It's been a million things, and none of the restaurants have ever really survived. They're at the top of 6th Street. That'd be 6th and Congress. They used to call that the top. I don't know why. That's an east and west road, so you would really just call it the left or the right, but it would be called the top of 6th Street. Yep. Anyway, they are moving into that. What's been kind of a haunted restaurant space, and nothing's really lasted there, 106 East 6th Street. What's there now? Well, there was a place there called Simi... Estiatorio. But that's the place that got in trouble because a bunch of people went to the news stations and said, hey, we've been working here for like six months. We haven't gotten paid. Is this the space? And then they they found the guys who own the restaurant. They said, hey, people said they haven't gotten paid. And they said, sorry we didn't write you back earlier. We're all partying down in Cabo or something like that. This is not the space that the Pecan Street Cafe used to be No, dude, this is, that's the middle of 6th Street. We're talking about the top of 6th Street, Bob. All the way to Lamar? No, Bob. Congress. Yeah, but that's where the near the Driscoll. Isn't the Driscoll near Congress? Yeah, but the, the Pecan Street is further down. Hmm. How how dare you do this to people? I don't know. Confuse them like this. Anyway, I thought you would be into this. It's not. Wanna... It's like interior, and, and I guess some of these chefs were on like they competed on Top Chef and did a bunch of stuff. I know that you love celebrity chef restaurants, and this one's coming to town just for you, my friend. Not celebrity chefs. You make it sound like I'm sort of... I want TV celebrity chefs. The Michelin star is is something that is uh, commit like the same way any you know veteran has stars and stuff like that. You know that guy knows mm-hmm. what oh, he's, he's doing. He, he knows, fought in the Kitchen Wars? He knows. He fought in Top Chef and he's survived. Like I can trust that guy knows what he's doing in the kitchen and on the battlefield. Now, if you have a full leg tattoo... This story, next story is just for you. you now, must, I know an arm is called a sleeve. What right. do they call a full leg tattoo? A pant? I think a pant. Yeah, if you have a pant. If you have a full leg tattoo, this next story is for you. CJ. He doesn't have one. Does the he? first ever CrossFit for Health Summit presented by Gorick is set to be held February 3rd at the Hotel Van Zant in Austin. Nice hotel. It'll nice bring, It'll bring together cult members. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It'll bring together... T- Experts for an educational day of knowledge exchange in CrossFit. Knowledge exchange. CrossFit has held health and fitness conferences before, but this is the first CrossFit summit of its kind. It's designed for athletes, coaches, and gym owners, and it focuses on cult. Uh, sorry, CrossFit as the creator of health. You can purchase a ticket for three hundred fifty dollars. Damn. Or a VIP ticket for seven hundred fifty dollars. That one includes personalized interactions, a barbecue lunch, and the opportunity to engage directly with cult leaders. Sorry, speakers. Or among you can just other do perks. improper pull-ups at home and save the three fifty. But do you get to do you get to flip a, a tire in a parking lot? Do I get to do I get to go to do I get the joy of going to a strip center? Good question. Matt. And wiggling a rope if I'm doing it at home. No, but I mean, How, there's a lot of other hey, things. With, hey, real quick. How mad are like 10% of my listeners right now? Mm, don't worry. They'll have a gym injury soon. Do you know that, you know there was a CrossFit gym next to Cap City? And I had no greater joy back in the day. I mean, it's me just being smug and stupid. Mm-hmm. Those people were clearly healthier than any of us. 
But they started out healthy and then went in there. There was no, you know, there's no smoking in buildings. Yeah. But so many comics are smokers. And so if you want to hang out with the comics, you had to hang outside. Even if you're not a smoker, you're hanging out outside with the smoke. But I can just remember watching, they would send everybody running around the parking lot of the old Cap City. Because mm-hmm. the CrossFit gym would be like, all right, go run. And everybody would be running like their weighted vests and stuff. And there'd be like nine comics who just woke up at <laughs> 7 p.m. and are all hung over from doing coke the night before. And they would just be standing there and leaning against the post watching and smoking cigarettes. Man. It was a real, it was a real marriage between... I missed that little pillar we all smoked around. Oh, yeah, you smoked around that pillar. I oh. smoked around that pillar so so much. Well, shout out to the CrossFit folk. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's the Austin area headlines. Nicely done. For the day. Let's float, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to motivate myself to do the right things for a body in my truck. We won't get into the body stuff, but yesterday... You know, we're, we've all got these. This is the first year ever, and I'm hoping some of you out there who made resolutions will stick with them. But we said we're going to really commit to it. And one of mine was, i got to do something about this truck with 200,000 miles on it, and i got to really, it's time to give it a full, Yeah, it's got to be taken care of in a way that I haven't before. It's either fix it or forget it. Okay. Right? For a solid year, I've been telling you guys, please don't let me leave today without making an appointment to work on my brakes, right? For a solid year, I've said to you guys, don't let me leave. And for a solid year, you guys Mm -hmm. have let me down and not reminded me. It literally was January of last year that I was like, guys, I need to get my brakes worked on. Oh, really? I don't remember. We thought you got a new truck. I finally had uh, our brake guys come out, uh, our brakes to go. I saw them out there. It's not really that. I hate it. I'm getting Here's the thing. Te- I, I said, hey, come out here and, and, and do it. As long as you're at work, well, I'll get Oliver out there. He'll take some video stuff. We'll give you some extra content. You know, I love those guys. They've been yeah. supporting the show for a long time. And um, I was like, dude, that, I was thinking, man, that guy's been, been out there for a bit. He moved the truck, and then he was just like, in the car for a long time. I, I left at sure. 1 o'clock. He was still out there. I was like, what kind of? Well. What was wrong <laughs> with your brakes? It wasn't anything wrong with the brakes. I. Someone cut your line? Was it those guys over at? Uh, was it the guys over at KLBJ AM that they cut your brake line? Huh? Trying to trying to sabotage the show, <sighs> guys. You know, there's a specialty method I have to use. I've told you about it before, where you got to roll down the window sometimes, and there's a special spot you hit next to the handle on the outside because a lot of times the doors lock and they won't unlock. Mm-hmm. There's a broken spring in there or something. Mm-hmm. The tech was working. He had his phone set down in his van. He got in the car to do whatever he needed to do. Um, the guy got locked in the car yesterday. <laughs> the tech got locked in the car. No, do you got to call the fire department? You pay he extra? couldn't call anybody. He, he left he his phone in the truck. He couldn't get out his of the truck. car. He could not get out of the car. Just like there's a dog in there. You got to break was the parked, window. It was parked way at the far end. Of the parking lot where oh, no man. one goes. Do you have AC and heating? He eventually figured out that one of the windows, like he he got the car started and then he rolled down the passenger window and he had to try to climb out of it. I, dude, it How is humiliating. This dude came up here to hook me up and help me out by working on the brakes. Not a hookup, I mean a pay, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was reasonable. Just a little over four bills for all four corners, um, but I felt so bad. I went out there and he was. I was like, "Dude, did you?" I could see what was going on. I was like, "Dude, did you get stuck in the truck?" And he's like, "He's like, yeah." 
And I was like, how long were you in there? And he's like, uh, it was, it's, it's okay, sir. It's okay, sir. And I was like, no, 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 dude. How long were you stuck in the truck? Uh, it's like, I just didn't have my phone. I didn't have my phone. I didn't know how to get in touch with you. I wasn't sure what was going on. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to injure your truck. He was being real nice. And mm-hmm. I was just like, well, you could, you got to kind of bang. He's like, well, I'm not going to bang on your door. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not my car. Bang it's like, on dude. Your, is there a, did you put a sign inside that no, said I bang didn't think, I didn't even think that he was going to get in. I wasn't even considering the fact that he needed to start it up. He's that, you know what I mean? I, it's humiliating. This I'm poor guy. For did you, you see him? Did you guys see him yesterday? Very nice, very I handsome. I wanted to dude. look at me after that. It's mortifying to me. I tipped him. I tipped him a hundo. I was like, yeah, dude, well, I'm you sorry. can't use them again. That's, or still, at least that's the not same. enough. That's not enough for getting a guy he might have had who knows. He got back to the shop and was like, I do not get paid enough for this. Uh-uh. I did not. And he also said, I don't think that guy gets paid enough. <laughs> his car, Neither of us is paid car, enough. For his this. car doesn't open, man. His car does not open. Oh, man. Well, anyway, uh, it's working great. Thanks. Shout out to them. Thank you. Fresh pine tree uh, in the rear view? Yeah. Good. Working fantastic. Well, now, it's really weird to drive your car. and he it's said not, really weird. It's And it's not <laughs> rattling and doing all the stuff it was doing before. And I was like, oh, wow, your brakes affect more than I thought they did. Uh, car right. actually just drives like a car now. Hey, uh, Chewy, a question for you, man. Yeah. This, this came up, and, uh, oh, we got it. Did we already float something? We already floated, did. didn't we? The Renegade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you, I saw the story in like the Statesman and then I saw it in like Austin Monthly and now it's made it to Newsweek. Yeah. Would you ever consider buying a home with a friend? A, non, a non-romantic partner like you and Spencer? I mean, I've thought about this. I've actually thought about it with a, with a few friends. An investment home? Are you talking about living, cohabitating? Living, cohabitating. But buying the house, can, can you do that? Uh, in, 20, in 2012, Christina Modares, as a young professional making $35,000 a year, was living in a rented old house in Austin with four friends. Despite her modest income, Modares harbored a dream of home ownership, but it seemed completely out of her reach due to the fact that she was a 1099 employee. Um... Which means she's not getting a W-2, yeah. right? When you take the two 1099s, that's the thing that I had when I was a comic. No bank wanted to give me, even though I had saved up enough money for a down payment, they're like, I'm not giving you a loan because you don't have a work history. And I was like, what do you mean? I saved up this money. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. We need to see a job, bro. We need a W-2 or whatever. Traditional home buying methods weren't an option, but Modaris wasn't ready to give up. So... She uh, approached a friend to buy an investment property in San Antonio, and that kickstarted her foray into the world of real estate partnerships. She uh, is now gone on. She's making good money now. Well, good for her. And she talks about how they bought some houses, some fixer-uppers or whatever that now have values of like $600,000. They managed to sell them, and then they take the money that they split from that. I mean, they, get, they become investments, but they were living there. Mm-hmm. Their their first foray was let's just all four live here. You get a little older, and you was like, "Well, I want to sell my." But that's what I'm wondering is if, if like that's an option for Chewy. But we lost him. Where'd you go? I don't know. He's, he's cooking hot dogs. Oh, right? uh, but I, but- I've thought about this before, and I mean, the, what developers are going to have to start doing mm-hmm. is making two primary bedrooms. That's my main issue. Is we could go in on this, but I'm not getting the smaller bedroom. Right. So. Well, you you make a good point. Like I, I used to live in a house up on uh, Castle Hill and duplexes. Well. I, don't, I mean, and that house, every bedroom had a door directly to the outside, and every bedroom was the same because 
back in the day, that was the kind of house that was bought by you would have multiple adults living in it, mm-hmm. not not just the you know family homes. Right. That's kind of how we used to house each other. Right. Then we got into the American dream, and everybody wanted like things 50s, like a home yeah. theater. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people were like, "I don't just want one fireplace; I want two fireplaces." So it's going to have to be two prom. And and the way you know, uh, marriage and relationships are looking. And thank to, you I, for saying primary. Yeah, I, I think you want to primary or uh, I don't care master bedrooms, whatever. Uh, Master bait rooms? Is that what you just said? Whenever you, it's a. Is this thing a thing now? I mean, like, is Master Lock now going to change their name to That's Primary a, Lock or whatever? No, I don't. I don't know. Master I'm Card. To, I'm just trying to keep up with the times. Uh, I think that if they start doing that, and I think the way a lot of marriages are, I don't think they want to sleep with sleep with your snoring ass husband every single night. You mm-hmm. want two big bedrooms mm-hmm. that are each your own. With a suite, with, a, with, you don't, with its I own mean, bathroom. People used to live together marriage-wise. It was out of necessity. You know, you had to sleep in the same bed. Should they actually, or should they go the opposite direction? We were. I was looking at a home, a Usonian home last night. What does that mean? What Do you it? remember Frank Lloyd, Frank Lloyd Wright and his whole Usonian movement? That your house should be used differently. Frank Lloyd Wright started building houses for middle-income people. And he actually made really small bedrooms because he said you shouldn't be in the bedroom other than to go to sleep. Everyone should, and he would make these big, giant kind of living rooms. So a house for four, a house for a family of four, like a four-bedroom house, is still only eleven hundred square feet. Because he's like, you should be down in the what big. Li- you closets, should be in the main. Though, you should be closet space. I don't like thin well, walls or close okay. rooms. I don't want to well, hear cheeks well, clapping. Remember when we say stuff like. Closets. People didn't used to have the stuff that we. No, had. I know they had two suits of clothes. That's they had, it. They had everyday clothes, one set, and then Sunday go to meeting clothes. Is part of our is part of Which our church clothes living expense problem actually a consuming problem that we just have too much s and that's why we're like I don't have enough money. I only had one pair of dungarees when I was a kid. That's how poor I was. Damn. I know you don't believe me Time's that I came changed. from the streets. I've lived that, so dude. I, I bought that. a pair of jeans that I found yesterday yeah. that are the exact same color as the favorite pair of tough skins I had when oh, I was a kid. Wow, They're like a skins. weird jade green. Yeah. And when I saw them, I just re- absolutely remembered when I was a kid in kindergarten and how much I loved those tough skins. And I was like, I got to buy these jeans. I don't know if I can wear them anywhere, but I was like, dude, I remember. I love those. Anyway, back to the regularly scheduled anyway, program. Anyway, I think so. I think getting into that kind of deal would be easier than getting out. You better be damn sure your friend is your friend. Well, this because woman, at some point, somebody's going to want out before the other person. And what do you do then? This woman's made a pretty smart move. She's got a thing sell? called Open House Austin. But if you don't want to sell, but Spence wants to sell. And it's too bad that you have to agree that if one person wants to sell, you got to sell. Well, what if you start suing each other? I think we should try to book this young lady. You have that contract that says if one person wants to sell, the other has to sell. Yeah. She's got a business called, the, uh, the business, Open House Austin, helps educate potential buyers on breaking through the barriers of traditional home ownership. And I think that she could be someone we could have on the show. Maybe she could talk to Chewy and then really 50% of our listeners who are all in the city thinking, man, I'll never own a house. Well, not in the city, but you can go somewhere and, you know, save up about 40, 50 grand and maybe get into something decent. These two young people are 25 and 27, and they own multiple houses, and they did it through what they call house hacking. Yeah. I wonder, forming what, I wonder est- what their daddy does. Forming real estate partnerships. Mm-hmm. Now, why are you so effing negative all the time about everything? 
Uh, what do you mean? Why are you I'm, automatically I'm just realist angry? Because we omit a lot of details and things and make everything seem like it's joyous. Or uneasy when so, it's yeah, not. Yeah, when it's not. But how do you, Struggle. why are you making the assumption about this young lady that it must have been her daddy that bought the house? I made it about the guy, not okay. the woman. Women work and make their own money. What guy did you make it about? You said there was a couple, right? A dude? No, there's no dude. Oh, there's just one woman. It's a woman and her friend who's another woman. I was saying, they're, they're, these are all like friends. Oh, okay. It's non-romantic partners buying homes okay. together. Well, I was mistaken. But they, when they, they go did to the, it on their own. When they go to the bank for the loan, do they have to pose as like their couple? Why do you have to pose like your well, I don't know. I would, maybe the bank sees problems in this. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it it works. Why would a bank care if you're no two idea. business partners or two people who are going to live in the house that don't know? You know what I mean? Here's a here's a inside baseball. Here's an ABCs of me. Okay. Oh, oh. I've never worked in a bank. I don't know. <laughs> okay? All right. All right. Jesus. Dude. Sorry. I didn't mean to use the Lord's name in vain. Three Hail Marys in my future now. You never have worked in a bank? Mm-mm. Not even one day? No. Then how come when I go to your house and ask to borrow a pen, it has a spoon tape to it and a chain? Hey, man, a good idea is a good idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, it's like, I think there's oh. just going to be uh, so many concepts for the new generations coming up because now there's tiny homes, your storage homes, those little shotgun houses now. And what sucks is that they're all still like 200 hey, grand. Food? And I'm like, what the hell? Where's the... Where's the savings? You're giving us just S or whatever, and it's and they're not in the city. These are still kind of on the outskirts and suburbs. Yeah, food is so expensive now. You're going to have to have a business partner to go buy like a ribeye or whatever. Like, will you split this ribeye? You got to buy wholesale meat and then cut butcher. Learn how to butcher yourself. Butcher, butcher yourself. He's got a good point. You could start actually splitting. I know a, a good steak, butcher a steak by the with, way. with four or five people, and that's the only way you can start getting steak. You want to learn how to do that? Uh, a good friend of mine's a butcher. I follow a guy on here. My grandfather's a butcher. Your grandfather that makes the jerky? Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. you think we might get some of that jerky this summer? We'll have to see the summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. I'll get Grandpa up and about. Okay. Well, I just posed. I'll throw no, it out there. That's a good idea. I yeah. think it could be a good guest to bring in here, and and to find out how it's going to be. Because the fact is, when you look at the landscape of the city, until all of the boomers die off, and I'm not wishing that on on anybody. I know that's some of our listeners. It's just going to happen. Right now, boomers. Hold all, hold all the real estate, and they they they're not going anywhere, and so that's going to continue. Now, when they all die off very quickly, it's going to there'll be a flood suddenly of available housing, and that's that will 20 level years from now. And they're about to retire in the next twenty five years? years from now, dude, dude. They're all boomers are in their se- no, no. boomers in the or mid to late seventies. Okay, that's their average age. Right, and guess what? Have you seen how they've been taking care of themselves? It's the American dream to They're retire like, dude, two years will, before you die. They will be they will be kicking off pretty soon here because they've been too much sugar, too much salt. Ah, they survived a lot of stuff. They, you they know what? It. You make a that really good the point. Generation. They did. They did survive a lot of stuff, and so maybe like cockroaches, they'll be around forever. It could be. Could be. Well, that's just throwing that out there and learning a little bit. It something. depends. Like my qualifications are there's too much. I need. I want two primary bedrooms. I I, I won't do the little room. And then how much money is this going to cost? And will somebody want to buy a house like this afterward on the market? But why wouldn't you also just buy a house and stay in the little house and be able to save a little bit of money and while the house appreciates and then you can you and your buddies can sell it and then you have enough money to have a down payment on your own house for just you? Yeah, I mean, that's that would be the dream. I wouldn't exactly say it was the... Is that, the American dream isn't really, hey, how can I scrap my way through this? But, I mean, there's the potential's there. You know, the American dream is a lie. 
Damn, dog. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Hey, can we get hot dogs in you or something? Because you seem very negative today. I'm negative. I'm just bringing you seem up. You very down today. Sawyer seemed to agree. That's who we're going to trust? Sawyer is in here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's do some... Let's get some buys out of the way, and then we can talk some football. Lamont Landers, uh, hopefully coming in here later this morning. Sawyer Stull himself, the man. Uh, Sawyer, tell us. Everybody wants to know. You had a, uh, you got to do a, a showcase for a streaming service. We talked about it last week when you were in. Uh-huh. You were, were going to do. We could talk. We can say now. It's not, It's funny because I, I, I was told, hey, you can't say what it is, and then yeah. I saw it was advertised all around town. But Netflix came at to town. every single club except for the one that I did it at. Um, maybe, maybe that'll be helpful. That the one I did followed the rules. What won't be helpful is out of the hundred or whatever people that they. Uh, tried out for it. I went number one, so that's definitely you're the first one in the first city. One up in the entire city. What a way to be like, hey, look at they should just packed it up and went home after that because they're like, if this is what they're rolling out here, we are sol. Uh, I'm sorry that you got to put your you. best foot forward. I know. Hey, you're uh, the first one. You get they clean slate. You yeah, get to set the, the tone. Look at it as a positive. Yeah, it was fun. It hey, was I've fun. seen your stand up, and I just want to let you know you had no chance to get on Netflix anyway. So I know. Really, I've been watching Tubi for sure. I was watching the Tubi ad reel. They keep showing Snatch. What a film! Um, and I was like, maybe I can get on Tubi one day. Um, you can get on Crunchyroll. You've been crackle. Crackle's Pretty good deal. It was free. You just had to watch ads. I was like, "This is if I squint hard enough, it's cable." Chive yeah. TV. You can get on the Chive TV. Maybe. Um, free Chives. Free. Uh, mm. Yeah, there's um, a lot of them out there now. Um, there's an opportunity to be, for you to be. Something's gonna happen. That or I'll just walk into traffic. Um, it's good, dude. Man, I I I still had some of uh, little hickeys left over. Uh, the poisonous massive edible she handed out at that live show. And I ate a whole one and went and watched The Matrix last night. Yeah. That's sick, dude. <laughs> it's so <laughs> sick. I had a three-hour stint at the metal, and I'm like, let's eat hundreds of milligrams of THC and go unplug. <laughs> How was that for you? It was great. I'll tell you this. Sound quality, terrible. I was like, let's get the mixing up here. This shouldn't be like my house where the dialogue's too quiet still. Was it, was it that, or was it the fact that you had uh, like yeah, the 300 milligrams so loud in my running ears. through your hands? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to hear the movie over your inner thoughts, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. I was like, we are. This is a simulation. So that's why I drove on the wrong side of the road coming home. I was like, no one's out at 1 in the morning. Um, <laughs> it was a good time. I walk into tra- I'm, you I'm, walk I into traffic and a, I, I a car dodges you just yeah. to hit a, a, a mothership comic <laughs> instead? <laughs> Yeah, if only. Um, I clearly missed Thursday Night Football. I don't care how bad it was, but when I'm, like, poisoning myself to that extent, <laughs> to, like, we're going to get through Thursday one way or another. What are you going to do in off uh, week? one, no, one, two, a little over two weeks two from weeks. now, what are you going to do when football is just done? I'll just start the season from the beginning again. <laughs> Relive it. Like, what do, What does a guy like you who is well, so addicted new, to NFL? The new so, league. Um, yeah, the UFL starts on the end of March. Uh, well, as soon as the uh, Texan season, unfortunately, ended on Saturday, I went home and immediately put on my Dallas Stars jersey and said, well, it's hockey season now. <laughs> you know, it's so that you have backup sports that oh, you can yeah. go to. We just, you, I wean myself off into the next one. Do you make as many stupid bets on... Um, yeah, on hockey of course. You do. Okay. Of course. I'm already down on the week, but you know the best part about being down at the beginning of the week? 
There's a whole week to earn it all. Back. There you go, oh, baby. That's it. Right Always there. chase you your losses. That's yeah. what they it's say. not a chase. It's a make up for mistakes. <laughs> Hit us with the NFL uh, tales from last weekend. Last week, uh, go home, everybody. The season's over. The Houston Texans are no longer playing football. What um, happened? What happened? Well, the what se- happened? It was a tied game going into the second half, and unfortunately, there are two halves of football, and uh, the Texans didn't know that and didn't show up and got smacked by the Ravens. Um, it was ugly. It was like thirty-four to ten. Yeah. Our only touchdown came on a punt return, so it was really like 34-3 to when you really break it down. Not good. And then later that night, uh, the, the Green Bay Packers made it a hell of a game against uh, the Niners, who decided to take three weeks off of playing football. But uh, they pulled it out in the end. So those two teams, the one seeds in the uh, AFC and the NFC, are on to the conference championship. And then on uh, Sunday, we had a good game between the Bucks and the Lions. Uh Friend, friend of the program, Noah Kreitz of 1027 ESPN Radio, was at the game. Uh, it was apparently a quite quite the showing. And then uh, later that day, the, the Lions got it done later that day. We had Chiefs-Bills. My friend decided to have a dinner, Michael Dayday. Uh, y'all have all seen at the... Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's open for one of our live shows. Yeah, decided before. to have a birthday dinner at 7 o'clock <laughs> Dude, on what, Divisional Weekend. What kind of narcissism is that right there? It's hor- yeah, it's all about me, me, me. But you know what it is also about me? It's me taking my girlfriend's phone, using YouTube TV, putting it up against the watercraft, not letting anyone get water at dinner <laughs> so I can watch Bill's Chiefs. And then every time someone goes, hey, can I get some water? I go, it's for work! This is for work! <laughs> <laughs> No. I can get you a little kickstand for your phone. They're yeah, cheap. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing leaning it against a water bottle. Yeah. Well, you know, it was a nice dinner. Hey, I will give him that. Where did Dayday uh, Day Day have his where did Dayday Day have his birthday uh, dinner? Lynn Asian Bar. Oh, I love Dude. It. Oh, I forgot. Dayday Day is not just a comic, he's, he's a, a, an attorney. very successful lawyer. They yeah. got the Japanese toilet there, I think. Yeah, they do. It waves at you when you come in. I'm like, I'm not using you. That's terrifying. Was it pretty cool to you? Did you use it? Did you No. Oh, dude. I would have just taken a deuce even if I didn't have, didn't to, have to. It's a fancy toilet that automatically opens yeah. when you walk up to I know. it, right? Yeah, imagine we need a urinal that does that, that has like a slide that just like opens. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but be careful when it closes. Yeah, yeah. you want to make sure to pull that back. <laughs> I, I always say you can tell a lot about a man, by the way, postures at the urinal. I love those guys that get right up on it. What are you afraid of, fella? Mm, you know? My posture's big. I've noticed that my postures become terrible. While urinating, my favorite I'm too is hunched over. I can't wait to. Guy. I can't wait yeah. to get to be hand on the wall guy. Sometimes in a rarity, two hands on the wall guy. Well, it's like, what is this? A search and seizure? No, <laughs> it's a. Sometimes the prostate doesn't yeah. want to behave. Oh, really? Unless you're like a uh, inflatable balloon guy trying to yeah. sell cars. We can't actually say. What's weird is I know that you're like, how can I not say that word? But uh, you're not allowed to say that one, that's which is fair. weird. No, Drain it's weird. In a vein there all you over go. The floor. <laughs> there you go. That you can say. But yeah, um, shouts out to the toilets. They're getting too smart. Also, I don't want an AI toilet because when they do revolt, Terminator 2 is on at the bar last night. Um, and they will. They will revolt one day. I, I don't want my deucer being like, hey, remember all that crap you fed me for right, years? Right. No, dude. No. Yeah. Old-fashioned chamber bucket. I throw it out in the morning. Congratulations. <laughs> That's Congratulations. also because we don't pay our utility bill. Uh, what was the final game of the weekend? Final game was that Chiefs-Bills game. Uh, Chiefs get it done. The Bills are fugaz. Always were. Uh, they rolled out just a shell of a team. I also decided I hate the entire city of Buffalo. Uh, I don't like the people. I don't like it's that close to Canada. Uh, thanks for the wings. Everywhere else in the country does them better. Wow. 
Yeah, screw Man, they Buffalo. Did, they did, they're fans. It's like the harshest did. fighting word ever. Yeah. Did you just accuse Buffalo of making the worst Buffalo wings? Not the worst. Like, thanks for showing us how to do it, but, like, I'll take anywhere else, you know. Everybody's upped up yeah, the score since then absolutely. or whatever? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't like uh, the showing I saw amongst the uh, Buffalo Bills fans in the uh, wild card game and that thank you sir divisional game where they're just like throwing snowballs and stuff at players. It's yeah, like grow ice up. balls. Grow up. All right. Oh hey, my. Oh. Uh, thank you. Very Is much. Alex coming around and serving like at a at a formal dinner? I Alex think he's is just eager to. Alex have is a hot this semester's himself. intern and uh, he's all dressed oh, up today. He has uh, like a beautiful dress shirt on. Oh, I've already got uh, J Crew. Chewy, do you want to let us know what we're eating today? Uh, yes. Um, I'm hoping this has a little more horseradish effect because we this have. This is a, my kind uh, of dog. Oh, there's right. a Thank horse you so much, sir. There's a Thank horseradish so mustard, jalapenos, and jalapeno relish. So you're have... going full on for some nasal clearing wintertime dog. I here. do. I, I call don't think the, I have mustard on mine. I call it to take my it's breath in away. The bun. You do on the bottom. It's underneath because we have people with beards oh, and mustaches. Oh, there it is. Thank oh, you for being considerate, considerate of my beard and my mustache. Yeah. I've been reading a book about hot dogs. It's good. It's good. called Raw Dog. It's just like a... Are you sure that's what it's about? Yeah, surprisingly. There has been some sex in the book, but um, shockingly, somebody... someone touring the U.S. and eating different hot dogs of places ain't having a lot of sex when you're having hot dogs every day. Um, couldn't be me. Um, Next Friday, possibly the wiener system will be coming. Yo, up. for reals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tight. Um, but yeah, it's good. I learned a lot. Uh, you know, Annie Ann, great woman. Uh, terrible political views, but uh, a very interesting life. I didn't know, too. You know you know how everyone freaks out about the Costco hot dog? Yeah, what's you know, why? All throughout the Southwest and Midwest, Home Depot had the same thing, and we've been robbed of that my entire life. Really? Depot dogs. Oh, outside? Um, not outside. There was oh, like a yeah. same... They're, it's like a whole restaurant now. I saw that going around. What? Do our Home Depots have no, that? No, sadly not. A lot. Some of our Home Depots will have a um, a taco truck out front yeah, occasionally. Occasionally. But no, no Depot dogs. Um, there's football on this weekend still. Um, yeah, why don't Sunday? you, if you don't mind, will you give us this? Yeah. Now, you have fewer... No, during the p- earlier part of the year, you have more games to choose from to tell us, you know, uh, interesting stories and stuff like that. Two, well, there's only two games this weekend, two. right? Is that what how, where we winnowed down to? I know it's crazy. Are you That's... engaged on Sunday? Am I engaged? Like I want to have you over. Yeah, but there will be important people there, and I like at your house on Sunday. I don't know, like if you're gonna get too like crunk. You know, let's hang out for a UFL game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, <laughs> like. Well, I mean, he hey, saw Alex's Kangle, and immediately he's <laughs> he here's went the to thing. 2000s hip hop. He's not I, sure I, if I you're want, gonna. He's he's worried. Okay. You, he's worried you might turn down for what? You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I I I, I actually. I mean, I want to have you over. I know I want to come hang, Bob. Uh, this is a good on the big screen. This isn't a good good Sunday for Bob. Uh, we're going to Posse East for the first game, Chiefs Ravens, uh, which will be a good game. Patrick Mahomes on the road. Do they have Dolby Nine? Atmos? Uh, no, they have a. So you're very, gonna watch the game without Dolby Atmos? They have I'm a gonna, speaker wait. Atmos. Yes, and ten dollar pitchers of light does, beer. Does um, not sound like a good, good time deal. to me. I know, but here's the deal. Here's is that the a deal. Chiefs bar, the uh, posse? No, Chiefs bar is going to be the tavern. Um, and, you know, they serve Mahomes fries. Pretty good. They have great wings. Their wings, one of the best in the city. I'll say the buffalo, The white wing that they serve, it's a chicken nugget wrapped in bacon. Let's not call that a wing. Um, but the regular wings, fantastic at the tavern. Um, 
No, going to Posse East, going to watch Chiefs-Ravens. Uh, Patrick Mahomes on the road. 9-0-1 underdog, Pat Mahomes. The Chiefs are getting three and a half points. Love that. Already took it. Um, I think that'll be a good game. The referee that's coming down, the NFL is sent to uh, Baltimore there, has ruled in favor of the away team in 80% of his calls. So definitely they were like, you know what, really going to sell a lot of money? Let's put the Kansas City Chiefs and everything they bring with it, that brother, Taylor Swift, and the Super Bowl. So I would. Well, it's, it's in the call. It's written. It's, it's already yeah. in the script. But There's if no Lamar way Jackson not gets going. it done, MVP of the league, who is the MVP all over the Texans, good for 100 yards on the ground, 100 yards through the air, is incredible. He's very, very good at football. If he makes the Super Bowl, fantastic. We're getting good product regardless out of the AFC. Okay. Later that night, the reason I'm going to Posse East is we got to make a little walk all the way over to the uh, the Enormo Dome, go see the Doobie Brothers, because it's right there. Yeah, we got so excited during that Texans-Browns game like two weeks ago that I was like, I'm buying everybody Doobie Brothers tickets. They're so cheap. It's in the lower bowl. Um, so now we get to do that, and we're going to watch uh, the evening game. The Detroit Lions, the lovable losers of Detroit who have really turned it around, are heading out to Santa Clara, California to play the number one seen San Francisco 49ers who have been dominant all season. It's a true underdog story. Seven and a half point dog. Love that number. Already took it too. Um, the Lions are playing against the Niners. I think there'll be a lot of fireworks in that game. Both teams have proved their defenses have a lot of holes in it through the air, especially the Packers put up points last week. Uh, the Ravens put a bunch of points up on this 49ers team. The Lions can't stop a nosebleed. I think that'll be a very fun game. Uh, okay. I like the dogs in both. Because hey. what, what a storyline that would be, right? First game of the NFL season. Thursday night football. Detroit Lions, Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl. Detroit Lions, Kansas City hmm. Chiefs. What a bookend. You like that? Yeah, that that's the story right there. Why not just have watched that one game at the beginning of the season and then get back uh, on going on with your life? Then I know. It'd feel like a complete waste of 20-something weeks. But, you know, it's about the games we saw along the way, not the destination. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think that's really what wow. the NFL wants out there. <laughs> It's been a good year. They're giving us a good product. Good on the NFL. A lot of coaches getting hired. A lot of coaches getting fired. Um, Shouts out to people in new faces and new places. Let's uh, talk about these dogs. They're good. Uh, What kind of wiener are we working with here? This is a very soft textured wiener. Guys, I went very... Is this bar S? Very low grade. Yeah, I went bar S. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. I could tell because it had, uh, I was like, oh, this is a. It has a stadium. This is a. To it. No, no, this, I was like, this has a corner store, mm-hmm. but very, not even on the roller. Dog, very hot dog roller. A lot of filler. Um, no killer. Then some horseradish mustard. Yeah, good. Uh, by Brand Coops. Sweet jalapeno relish mm-hmm. and topped off with pickled. One of my favorites of the season jalapeno. so far. I like a, I like a basic. Dog like that, but I got, still think my truff dog was one got of the some best. umami. Umami, I still love that. Um, Very enjoyable. So, what I are we gonna do? It's a dog you can feel in your nose. The what Chiefs is, are go gonna be in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. I think they're supposed I mean, to be because I think that's the way it it's been scripted. They look yeah, good though. You know, everyone's like, oh, it's a down year, it's a down year. I mean, maybe for them, but they still won their division. They they're should looking get great in the playoffs. MVP, no matter what, right? Uh, if the piece <laughs> something else, um, he had a little bit of a slump. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy's like 32, and he's been but taking he shots over the middle. I mean, I can't wait for that CTE wedding. It's like, Travis, do you take Taylor to be your lawfully way? <laughs> 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 What's yeah. like, oh. They're not getting married. Pfizer, think, Pfizer. That thing's being, that's, that's over right after the season. No, love is real and forever. No. Dang, I flex some muscles, dude. I, I, I mean, Doctor Hot Dog's got some name power in this town now. I get things done. Do you get things like done? What? Uh, my, uh, my little old lady lost her heat over the weekend. Heater went out, and I was like, "Well, here's the issue: is the because uh, you know I'm a blue collar man now. I could figure out that the gas wasn't getting on, and the uh, little spark plug in there wasn't igniting, so it wasn't going off. Little spark plug. Huh? Yeah. And uh, so uh, she hits up the landlord. Landlord happens to be a listener of the show. And uh, she's like, hey, my heater's not working. He asks a million questions because he's just trying to figure it out. I, I get where the guy's right. coming from. And he goes, uh, do you have a space heater? And she goes, no. Uh, he goes, okay, I'll try to bring you one at uh, with, over the weekend at some point. And she goes, oh, yeah, my boyfriend's going to bring one. And he goes, oh, Dr. Hot Dog. <laughs> changes his tone really fast. That space heater got there quick. Wow. Quick. I want to shout out Clint. Good guy. Good guy. Thank That's you for all clout. you do. Keep my little lady warm. And her, and her crusty little dogs that I do love us so much. Hmm. It's nice that you have another guy you can rely on to keep your lady warm. I know. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I told you, I can look at something and tell you it's broken. I can't fix anything. No? I no. I'll make a problem worse. Well, that's troublesome when you're, I don't know, walking through a parking lot at a school where you get paid, what, 14 bucks an hour to dig hey, ditches? chill out. Yeah, if on a good day. And um, Why do you think they have me digging ditches? And, um... Old Sawyer Stull accidentally uh, got his uh, destroy someone car mirror. <laughs> yeah, got his his got his dimmy jacket wrapped around a car mirror and ripped the car mirror off of <laughs> some teacher's car. Oh, and now yeah. he's got to now he's got to take like four days pay to replace it. Yeah, I'm the brakes to go of the side mirror world. I'll come out to your job. I'll, I'll get that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I love the guy. You got to see his car. If you sneezed you on it, it, a door would fall off. Um, hey. Right, Miss Matt work there? <laughs> you'd, you'd think. There was a child locked in the back. You couldn't get out. Yeah, real convenient. You and your kidnap car. That's not covered on your homeowner's policy? We weren't at a home. Doesn't matter. I don't own a home. <laughs> oh, that was a real mean flex, Bob. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't own anything. Couldn't you Look call Jake from State Farm and say you're on? He's busy. He's too busy hanging out in the booth at the Kansas City games. The only thing Sawyer has of value to insure uh-huh. is, is that sick limited edition Bush hockey jersey. I was going to say, is that that 10 and a half year old uh, Texas state hat that you wear? Yeah, this thing's seen better days. But only because <laughs> they're, the DNA and the sweat that's in the band of that uh, hat, we you could recreate a human from. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine it. a second doctor? Uh, <laughs> that'd be so upsetting. <laughs> Ooh, a double dog? It looks like they pulled it from the Titanic or something. It is. My crown jewel. Uh, that's the NFL, Phil. We'll keep it going this morning. Everybody feel good? I'm good. Hey, bye. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the dog. Yeah, can I have another Thank one? Thank you. Yes, is there more? We'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like somebody must have eaten the ball. And Forward Mornings now. with Matt and Bob presents <laughs> Nods to the Odd. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Green is hey. making odd and odd today. MGT. You guys know. Oh, M- MTG. Yeah. Was she running? I'm trapped in my chair. Oh, no. What's she up to? What old Marte say? Uh, she is, remember, she's a Congress member, member mm-hmm. of Congress, and she's my letting the one. American people know yeah. that the U.S. Department of Agriculture 
has been allowing self-replicating RNA and DNA to be injected into the American pork supply. It's all part of a large Oppenheimer-esque genetic project to control our minds. Can't wait to see the movie. Mm -hmm. She says the federal government is playing God. The American people are not lab rats. Hmm. Hmm. Along her mess, alongside her message, uh, Green also shared a video from a guy named Dr. Peter McCullough discussing the genetic project. And he says that uh, for the last six years, unbeknownst to all of us, self-replicating DNA and RNA vaccines have been injected into pork. Sounds scary. Uh, DNA, RNA, self-replicating despite nature. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked. About, I mean, I'm stoked about it. Huh. We, well, we're, coming from a great science mind, like uh, what'd you what'd you call her? Uh, Marte. I think we should take it seriously. Where, uh, where's Oscar Meyer? Have they said anything about this? Yeah. Or, or Bar S. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dr. McCullough says there. He says there have been several examples of where uh, they the government has been able to get genetic material through watermelon juice into the human system. Yes. Uh, I do want to let you know that anytime you ingest anything, by definition, you would be getting genetic material. Yeah, but the water juice, I always suck that down. The watermelon juice? Well, I just want to give a warning out there because I know a lot of uh, a lot of people out there probably don't want to, you know what I mean, be part of the Oppenheimer-esque well, the it's, mind it's, control thing. It's smart to put it like in the pork because they know we don't really drink water. Right. Yeah, there. and if it's a shame it, that they did it right before the, you know, it's almost McRib season. Oh. Right? Yeah. Isn't that February it usually comes out for Valent- a limited time? Yeah. Valentine's Day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. What are you going to do? Sometimes you got to replicate some RNA in your... <laughs> Me. Well, I wanted to let you know about that. If you wanted to try to hide from the government, it's going to be hard to do. Unless, of course, you're a billionaire. Mornings with Matt and Bob presents Nods to the Odd. The Migaloo M5 is out on the waters now. It has all the luxuries you'd expect from a standard super yacht. You guys know what a super yacht is? You could take a yacht. That's like a two, three hundred foot yacht. Yeah. Super yacht, you have to go even beyond that. This is a three billion dollar yacht so you gotta imagine the kind of wealth you have to have to build a three billion dollar yacht but it's not just a regular yacht it's a yacht that is also a submarine it's designed to stay submerged under the water for up to four weeks Hmm. up to weeks at a time four weeks you know how like the navy does with our submarines yeah now, the rich are definitely prepping now. Christian Gumpel, he's the CEO of Migaloo. He's been promoting the 541-foot-long luxury submersible. Get that again. 541 football fields. feet. Dr. Hot Dog. It's apparently capable of reaching mind-boggling depths of up to 820 feet. And yet, despite the array of cutting-edge, extravagant yeah. features to offer, including accommodation for 20 passengers and 40 crew members, the Migaloo M5... Is yet to secure any orders. Yes. What could go wrong? That thing is just going to mow down families of turtles. But here's the thing. Submarines super safe. There's no stories of submarines ever, like, imploding, Imploding, exploding, whatever. But I... 
Do, do the rich people know something is coming, or are they just paranoid with a bunch of money, too? Well, they control everything, so I guess they know what's coming. Mm. You don't think when they're hanging out with the Rothschilds they, and the Gettys and the true. Colonel Sanders and the Morgans? You don't think that they, when they're all discussing, they go, hey, everybody, it's going to be, t- guess what? I'm 2025, you're going to want to get your orders in because you're going to want to have to super yacht. A lot of people think that they getting down underneath in like inside of a mountain, uh-huh. but we've created a shockwave that's actually going to mow all the mountains down. The only safe place will be underneath the water. Hmm. They Under put the that, sea. And that's the secret sniff. A lot of people think there's secret handshakes, but the rich people that are part of the Illuminati that control the world, yeah. they use a secret sniff. And you'll see that little French crab down there. Oh, Eddie! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What was his name? Sebastian. Sebastian. Oh, look. Look at Mr. Guy over here acting like he doesn't know, even though he's met Sebastian well, personally mixed at Bohemian Grove. <laughs> I get him mixed, oh, mixed up with French that like. French <laughs> candlestick in the other movie. Oh, do you? That's yeah. The f- oh, yeah. It's a different movie. Lumiere. I forget his name. Lumiere. Those guys sound remarkably similar, Bob. Uh-huh. The man of a thousand voices... As long as they are of a French candlestick or crab. Right. Mornings with and Matt a Disney and Bob movie. presents Nods to the Odd. Hey, right, guys, we're getting our asses handed to us by Pakistan. And I don't know if you want to do anything about it or if you as a country, all the rest of you Americans, if you just want to, like, pack it in and go, you know what? USA, number one. And we had a good run at it, but let's go ahead and just take our ball and go home. And let's just give the, let's give the trophies to Pakistan. Can we send them Stanley Cups to to quit? Well, I'll tell you what. You know what they're not sending here? They're not sending the Jumbo Jump in Karachi to us. What? The world's largest bouncy castle has just been opened up. Fifteen, More than 15,000 square feet for a bouncy castle. Wow. You know those blowers on the side of it? It's got like 80 of those blowers keeping it up. You it could live in that, Chewy. Huge. Yeah. I'm pissed off about it. I'll be honest with you. Oh, guys, we got something exciting happening for you. Exciting. Is, we, we've told you all morning we're wondering if something is going to happen because we, we put in what's called a big ask in our business. Mm-hmm. The big ask. And we owe someone big for this. It looks like our dreams may have come true. Now, those mm-hmm. of you who listen tightly, you know what the big ask yeah, is and you know what's happening. Those of you who don't, yeah, you're just curious. But you're getting ready to know the answers here very, very soon. Final story. Uh, a man completed a marathon in China, and then he's been disqualified because the Chinese are... What's going on with the Chinese government? The damn communists. The rats. If he wasn't supposed to win, then he wasn't supposed to win. It's three and a half hour marathon time. It's not the fastest marathon time, right? He's running an eight-minute mile. Bob, you run. Let me ask you a question real quick. I know you're busy, but... Uh, he broke what's up a, the what, what do you What, con- what do you want to... What do you want to be able to run, Bob? In a marathon, what's a good marathon time? A marathon? Yeah, like what? What kind of mile? Like a five-minute mile, eight-minute mile? What do you want to try to run in a marathon? At least six. You're, you're a guy. I run runs. like an eleven-minute. Okay, I run the fastest eleven-minute mile in the. I like that in the business. I like that. You're right up. It's not eleven oh one. Well, this guy's running an eight-minute mile, three and a half hours. He was disqualified because um, this new authority of marathons has rules. And one of the rules is written one. You know they had they 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 write rules real broadly so they mm-hmm. can affect whoever they want to. They're real assholes over there. I'm gonna be honest with you. Guy's name is Uncle Chen. 
He runs the whole thing, and they have uh, they have this new uh, law or rule, if you will, that says uncivilized behavior from runners, such as trampling on flower beds or green spaces that affect the race and safety of other runners, will result in disqualification. Hmm. And here's why they disqualify him. He did not trample a bed or a green space. But he did for the entire three-and-a-half-hour three marathon. He uh, he chain-smoked the entire time. And they said that is uh, unbecoming of a marathon runner. When I say chain-smoked, I don't mean like he smoked, a, he smoked a cigarette. He literally carried with him a carton of cigarettes. And as he would end a cigarette, he would light another one with the one that was still going. I think this is a win for cigarette smokers, really. I think it is, too. I think they're making the guy a comeback. Looks, I think he looks fantastic. But also, every boss in every place everywhere is going to be like, look, you, you got to take a 10-minute smoke. This guy's running a marathon while he's smoking cigarettes. Also, why are you banning him from the marathon just because he smoked during the marathon? Like, is the marathon within 15 feet of, a, of, the, of an office door? I don't think so. Let him smoke. He's jamming mm. away. Plus, he's going old school and smoking cigarettes. He's not carrying a... Uh, what do they call it, bar? What kind of bar? Elf bar? He's not carrying an elf bar. Mm. He's getting in there old school. Filter. Beige filter. I, I don't know why like Marlboro won't sponsor him or something. Get, some, get a real bag. Uncle Chen, we shout out to you, my friend. Uh, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, walking into the room right now, Lamont Landers. Let's get him down in his chair. Get him seated properly. So, uh, a little bit of backstory, everybody. I guess it was like two weeks ago or something, maybe three weeks ago, we were futzing around the internet. And at first I was like, all right, this is a, uh, it's probably going to be annoying for me here because I'm sure he hears it everywhere he goes. But at first I was like, oh, I mean, this is a sketch or something. This dude is lip syncing a song, but I'm not, I'm not understanding what the sketch is. It just looks like he's lip syncing the song. Is that the new thing that's going to happen? Is right. we just lip sync over songs? And then I click through on his... Like, well, am I not getting the joke? You know that thing that happens as you get older and you suddenly you don't get jokes anymore and you're like, man, I'm not cool. The kids are going to hold this over. My daughter will hold this over on my head and go, Dad, you don't get you don't lip get sick, yeah. TikTok? You're not cool. So I click through and I get to Lamont's page and I go, oh, holy S. Yeah. This is this dude. He's really. This guy it. has the voice of like a 70-year-old guy who's seen the S. Yeah. But I'm like, this. I'm looking at a 20-year-old redheaded kid. The kid from next door uh-huh. may have gotten picked on once or twice in his life. And look at him lay it out there. Good morning, Lamont. Thanks for being in here. Uh, good morning, man. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Uh, you were in Houston last night. Yes. And unfortunately for you, look, you're hooked up with a pretty good manager, but unfortunately for you, I'm friends with them. Yeah. And I said, hey, man, because uh, then Tom and I started talking, and then Tom was like, oh, I'm representing this guy now, Lamont. And I was like, wait a minute. The guy from the internet... Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And I go, dude, is there any way you can get him on the show? And he goes, well, the night before we are playing in Houston. Yeah. And then I did that thing that's called the uh, silent stare where you <laughs> don't say anything else after uh, somebody says, well, we're playing in Houston. And yeah, I just continue and? to look. And he goes, so it would be, you know, it'd be a bit of a drive and? to get here in the morning. I just, you just continuously, yeah. this is a very important negotiation skill to have in your life. You just continue to stare at someone silently and he goes, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask. Hey, it is a very kind thing for you to do, but we're huge fans. And thank you very much. You were at, you were in Houston last night. You came over, what, what would you get to Austin about three o'clock in the morning? Yeah, like 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we made you wake up. Uh, four hours later and <laughs> yeah. get your ass to air. I, I and, feel great, man. Hey, yeah. look, every Show artist's business. dream is to 
every artist is like, hey, why can't why can't there be more concerts in the morning? That's the time where I really shine, right? A hundred percent. Lamont, tell us a little about yourself. You're from Alabama. I'm from Alabama. Yeah, I'm. Uh, um, I'm 32, so I'm not. You know, I'm not old, Dude. but I'm not young either. Yeah, so but keep the face going. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the redheaded stuff. Uh, but um, I've been doing this for like 10 years, man, and um, things are kind of. No, I feel like there's some momentum going now, on. Now, when you say you've been doing it, did you start playing guitar and singing 10 years ago, or did you start when you were a kid? I no, mean, like professional capacity. I've been like, okay. making money. I've been making my living doing this. For okay, because you, you come off with somebody who probably at six or seven years old. No. The gift, no? No, like, I was like 16 when I started playing. So when we were playing you the other day, so Bob is a huge, huge, huge fan of music. Um from the late 60s, early 70s, especially Soul. And he loves that because he loves the music from when he was 50. That's his favorite music. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's 110 now. What? What? Wait a minute. And Bob, what? So when I brought it in here is because I was like, Bob, you're going to go crazy. And I said, Turner, I want you to hear. And I played your cover. You have a rubber band man, which is. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is now for three days. Spinners. For three days, that's been running through my head. Hand it down, my. <laughs> and it just will not leave my head. But. Yeah, man. Why do do you have a family that had a, a background in soul music? Is that just something that spoke to you when you were a kid? How did you find it? Because yeah. it's not someone your age and in your generation. That's generally not the first music they gravitated yeah. toward. Uh, so my when I was a kid, my mom played like all the the Motown and soul stuff. Like that was um, you know this is cassette days. So right, that was her thing. And um, and my dad had like you know the typical Southern dad. Uh, Three cassettes. He had Allman Brothers, Leonard Skinner, and Steve Ray Vaughan. So <laughs> okay. All of our listeners' ears just perked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we the, played two of yeah. those three already this morning. Say, that's yeah. right up there, Allie. So you had a mix of those two. Did you now? Do you do you like Southern rock as yeah, well? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I draw from both uh, equally. Like the guitar playing stuff is definitely blues and Southern rock. But it's all connected anyway. Yeah. It all like they all intersected family. in Memphis mm-hmm. in, right. the, in the '60s. So. It's all it's all out of the same playbook. Yep, yep. When you started playing and you, professionally, did you originally start like a lot of people do, uh, clubs around town, bars, yeah, what have you, yeah, churches there, maybe? No, no churches. Um, um, I, there's like you know there's like one bar in Decatur, Alabama, where I'm from. Is that one bar? Well, now now we have three, but <laughs> hey, at, at the time, big time, baby. Yeah, at the big time, time, there was one, and it was this place called the Brick, and it was like, oh, if I can just play the Brick one day, I've made it, and you know. You get there and you're like, okay, maybe there's other places to play. So then you know you go to Huntsville, Alabama, and um, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, it really started taking off when I went to college. Uh, I went to the University of Alabama, and um, we'll forgive you. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. I was going to yeah. say, you know, I was wondering if that was coming, and you you are in the heart of. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's fine. I get it, man. Um, but yeah, when I was in college, you know, uh, I really started taking it seriously, and I played uh, every bar down there and i've done every kind of gig you can imagine i've done grocery store grand openings at like five you know five in the morning you get there and load in and you're at the front of checkout and old people are walking in like why is this happening yeah we're in radio (laughs) and we do a lot of grocery store openings and people ask why is this happening so we've got a real we've got a real kismet thing happening i mean i've done every kind of gig you can imagine man um but yeah just uh when 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 did things start to make a change for you uh as far as well look (laughs) 
Um, I know that you've now done some big television appearances. Yeah. Uh, you did uh, one of the, the, the Simon Cowell. They got talent. Uh, yeah. America's Got Talent, yeah. right? You got a lot of exposure there. And uh, it's no secret. I mean, when you, you're all over TikTok. You're all over Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you've blown up there as well. I mean, obviously, so, did something feel like a change or does it just still feel like a straight line for you? Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of detached from it. Like, uh, I definitely feel like there's... And I'm super grateful for it. Uh, it's just like the way I can cope with it. Uh, if I start thinking about it too much, it like trips me out or like freaks me out. Uh, how, so how so? That like makes you nervous, or uh, do you yeah, feel like just, you, you're gonna let yourself down, or in a way, yeah. You know, we don't have to get into therapy on the radio. Yeah, but, this is exactly uh, what we do here, my man. But uh, I mean, in a way, it's like you know, I'm sure several artists have felt this way, but. I have felt in my career to this point that there's been many times where I, I thought it was the break or this uh-huh. is the time. Nah, that's what and Leanne Morgan used to tell us yeah. too. And it comedy. didn't happen. Yeah. And it's 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 it can it's hard to stay out of the depression after that, isn't it? Yeah. So what you do to counterbalance it is like you just temper those expectations. So like you know this everything's going great right now. I fully expect things to continue to go great. But if they were to not, or they, if something went south, I'm not going to let it just. Dist- destroy me so well, like when bob first offered me a job on the radio i think i hurt his feelings because i wasn't he's like you don't seem excited and i was like i've i was i'm a performer and i was like i've been told all the time oh you've all these big things are coming i was like i there's i'm not actually in a chair yet we're yeah. just at a dinner and you said this is happening exactly. it doesn't and and i don't trust anymore and i think it's that same thing like you build a wall up do you feel like you get do you feel like the, even though you're protecting yourself do you feel like you've cheated yourself out of some of your joy by doing that uh I think there is an argument to be made for that, but I think that I have saved myself much more pain okay. than I have uh, limited myself from receiving. Now, do you look at your view counts and things like that, or are you uh, not even concerned? No, like- no, I definitely do. I mean, like, um, you know, because you want to like make sure that everything's trending upwards. If mm-hmm. things are not working or something's go- trending downwards, you kind of want to pivot and uh, audible. Yeah, I can't even imagine that because that's such a new thing because before you were still worried about ticket sales, right. things like that, but you have a up-to-the-minute count yeah. of how you're how you're doing, yeah. so so to speak. That's weird. How do you how do you temper that so that you can stay uh whoa, to, so that you can stay okay? Um I don't it, when I when it first started popping off it was I was like very much obsessive with it and I would definitely refresh like every 2 seconds. <laughs> uh now like now it's just the point where I'm like I'll put it out I won't obsessively look at it. I'll check it, you know, every couple of hours see how it's doing, but it's not like an uh, refresh 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 yeah. type thing. Yeah. Uh I think we should give people a little bit of what you do okay. so they can understand who you are. Now I want to let people know this, I, Tom, we met Tom earlier in the week. Most of our listeners did. And uh, Tom, uh, instrumental in Hi, How Are You Day. And uh, and te- Tom is also who your enemy is this morning, Lamont, because he's the one that made you show up here early <laughs> yeah, this he morning. Us, see, like, he, it, we called in a marker, yeah, as they yeah. say in the business. It's, some, it's yeah. kind of a gangster thing. I got he you. was like, you know. I was like, hey, man, we let you come on air and talk about your uh, charity to try to help people. So now you owe us. And but you showed up this morning. You're, uh, you sold uh, sold out show last night. It's all packed. You get here early in the morning, and then you figure out what something is missing from your life currently. Yeah, well, I didn't know it until this morning when I needed it. Um, I mean, I, I used it two nights ago in New Orleans. Uh, I opened up for Lucinda Williams 
um, in New Orleans, and I, and I played acoustic on that show, and I know I put it back in the van. This morning, lo and behold, it's not there. You are yeah. missing your acoustic guitar. Yeah, I haven't pulled it out since then. You so don't know where it is. I've it got, could be... I've got some bandmates I could probably blame it on, maybe. But, uh, it could be in New Orleans. Could be it New could Orleans, be Houston. Houston. Yeah. It could be at a rest stop on the side of the road. For sure. Something now, like. you're, at your level, the companies are just handing you guitars, but is this one, is this one special, or are you worried about it? Like, uh, I mean, is it... Is it like it was a vintage one, number? No, nah, and it's nothing like crazy, but it's something that I've had for a handful of years, and I would certainly like to have it again. Sentimental. Well, and they're not handing guitars out yet, so if you guys know anybody, just uh, well, man. we'll work. We'll lean on. There's a couple of guitar manufacturers in the city. We'll see what we do. But you, yeah, yeah. so we have an in studio guitar, yeah, that has been a joke on this show for ten years, yeah. And we have a, a buddy named Sergeant Dan who sent this to us. Mm-hmm. The it's dings a, and it stuff. It is a one hundred dollar guitar. The vintage, the 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 relicking on that guitar is not from the playing. It's yeah. from the dropping. It's from how many times it's been dropped. It's been swung in here before. It's literally never once been in tune because nobody really knows how to tune it. We, we get it close and we go, all right. So you said, well, can I use that guitar? And I was like, I don't know that you can. Not saying that you don't have the ability. I just don't know that it... And you I know it it's right going to be the best it ever sounded. Listen to it right now. It's going to be the best it ever sounded with him playing it. He tuned it up and I was like, oh, it's actually a guitar. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get out of your way, and why don't you play uh, play a track for our listeners so they can get a feel for who you are and why we got so excited about you. Uh, By the way, Lamont is going to be at Continental Club tonight. I hope you got to your tickets. The reason I say that is uh, we had him in here to maybe try to help him sell some tickets, but he doesn't need any help. He's officially sold out. So if you slept on that, your fault. All righty, here we go. <laughs> Stank face in a while, but it, it does. Did you, it's kind of hard to listen to Lamont and then not have to stank face yeah. along with him, right? <laughs> so, right. Oh man, I'm glad. Dang. That, I was gonna say I'm glad that the, the cameras are on, but they actually are on, and now I have to look at my face later, <laughs> stanking along. I, I feel the same way all the time. Man. Do you do you, do you when you see the videos and the faces you make? Is it, is it uncomfortable? Oh yeah, it's t- it's terrible. Like a lot of times, uh, 
<laughs> I mean, people will be like, you need to show more emotion. I'm like, I'm trying to show less emotion. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the craft, I think, especially that genre of music. Man. Oh, yeah, 100%. Who's your favorite? Like, I've been way into Bill Withers in the last couple of years and collecting his stuff like live at Carnegie Hall and oh, I got right. all kinds of different pressings it was the greatest hits album cracks me up because for, it's got all these pictures of like champagne glasses and stuff on the album cover on the back there's just a raw shrimp <laughs> next to a lady's high heel shoe it's like what the hell is going on interesting you know uh, that cover yeah interesting choice from, interesting the, from the record from the, the yeah, yeah from the art director yeah. whatever who's your what's your favorite Artist in that like category. Well, man, uh, so I definitely love, um, you know, Bill Withers, Al Green, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, um, uh, Bobby Blue Bland is uh, a guy that I've really been digging on, and um, uh, Lil Milton. I, I love a lot of blues artists too, man. So it goes both ways. Yeah. And then, but my, I'll tell you, my favorite artist of all time is, um, you know, somebody a little. Newer, but um, D'Angelo. I mean, oh, he's man. not that new. You know, he's from '95. That Brown Sugar, that whole album, man. Vo- that Brown Sugar is fantastic. Voodoo for me is like a masterpiece. Uh, it's like one of the most uh, influential albums on my 20s, man. Just very, um, very informative to like the kinds of stuff that I, I like to listen to. And um, I don't know. He's just the guy. What modern artist do you mess with right now? Like the, the new soul R&B. I mean, there's kind of a a resurgence right now of some soul and R&B. There is. I don't want to say no, nobody. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm hitting right for I, Yeah, I don't want to be like, uh, it's not like elitist thing. It's more like lazy. I just don't know. Oh, just, mm-hmm. I, you know, you know, you get to a certain spot uh, I'm in my 30s. It's like, I know what I like and I know albums are going to work for me. I tend to just really listen to the same stuff over and over again, sadly. But I think but, there's a study that says that around the time you reach 30. Around 30, yeah, yeah. Your, your tastes are, are kind of set. Yeah. It is harder to start finding stuff that you like. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, too, and I'll, why people get excited, at least people from my generation. You're 30. I'm, I'm 35, so just a little bit older <laughs> than you. you and I think why we get excited is, is nostalgia. When you see young people getting excited for stuff that you grew up with, it kind of re-legitimizes the fact that you're still alive. You know yeah, what I mean? It yeah. goes, okay, okay, we are cool. We haven't aged out of cool or what have you. Do you feel like you're bringing music to your your, your peers, or do you... Even is that even a thought that crosses your mind? Uh, I'm not sure, man. Uh, that's a weird thing that uh, I haven't fully uh, navigated. I mean, when you're in college, it, the young kid, are they, you're in you're in dorm parties or at house parties. Are they like Lamont? Do you everybody like? Were you just sort of like a weird uh, party <laughs> trick when they would bring you out, or did your friend did your friend start listening? Did you turn them on to Bill Withers and such? Uh, it was it was mostly like. Um, it wouldn't even. I don't even like play for my friends and stuff. I if I'm not uh, out at a show or something, I, I I'm just sitting at home. But uh, really, so you weren't when you were going out or whatever. You didn't have friends. I mean, because I remember when I was younger, I felt like if if you always knew who the guitar players were or whatever, because you couldn't go to a party without somebody trying to get the cart the guitar set. Because then when the guitar was playing, then the girls would gather around, and then it'd be at a. A target-rich environment or something? No, I was that guy in high school for sure. Okay, and all then, right, then, there you go. And then uh, in college, um, I was in a committed relationship, so I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> bust, I didn't bust that <laughs> trick out couldn't, too much. Couldn't monetize <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Too bad. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, playing out at bars and stuff. You know, yeah, even in my twenties and stuff, I'd, I'd be playing this kind of music at, you know, in a room full of kids that are in their twenties. And uh, my thing is that if you don't know it. 
It's fine. I, I kind of feel like a DJ in that sense. It was like, you might not know this, but I'm going to like make it hip to you. Like, I'm going to show you. Like, and you're going to be like, well, and we play like a lot of songs like, um, uh, you know, Between the Sheets, Isley Brothers and stuff like that. Mm. And, and then the kids be like, oh, that's the notorious B.I.G. You know, it's like. Right. <laughs> oh, right. They know the sample. Yeah. yeah. The play samples it. probably help a whole lot. Exactly. Huh? Play the sample. And then. They're, that was a check swing anyway. Check swing anyway, dude. Yeah. It didn't matter. Uh, uh, do you have a, you dropping a record? Is that right? Did we hear that or did I imagine that? I, I've got a project I've been working on with um, Zach Cockrell from uh, the Alabama Shakes and he's Brittany Howard's bass player and we've basically got that record done. It's a side project called The Players Club. Uh, oh, nice. Now it's kind of up in the air. We've got some, some other irons in the fire as far as uh, me going on, what's going on with my solo career, but um, that album's done and it's going to see the light of day hopefully in the next year or two uh, but it's going to be really fantastic when it comes out so but uh, yeah you know well, we're, we're working and what takes so long is it is it uh, is it a mix of original and covers so you got to do clearances and things no, or is it all original well it's more like a pivot um, that was a side project yeah. so and I've got some other things going on that I can't really talk I about gotcha. I got um, you but uh, because of this th these new developments it's kind of put a limitation on what I can do with because your show business your is only fans is blowing up right, right exactly. now and it's taking a lot of attention uh, right now uh, yeah the year the year of the red that's is what right. they're calling yeah, it and right. it's blowing up for you that's right man uh, you do a lot of covers you do have some originals right yes. do you do a mix when people come see you play or? yeah like last night we did uh, and that's the thing I'm, I'm also navigating that now is um, this newfound audience that I've got a lot of people like yourself know me from TikTok from, from, or right, Insta right. Instagram doing covers and stuff. So I don't I don't want to disappoint them. Right. But at the same time, I don't want to um, go down a dead end road of just doing covers exclusively. So right. Right. Last, last night we did a, a good mix, like probably 60, 40 original covers. Uh, so and it's I, I could I could imagine that's kind of worrisome. I, does it feel like at any moment that that every mistake? I mean, that every choice has high stakes to it right oh yeah right? yeah yeah definitely man uh for some reason like i said i've been doing this for over a decade you know doing like your corporate parties fraternity parties weddings i've uh, all that kind of stuff when you're hired um as a performer and you have a client it's like well they're the boss and you go up and you do the thing and you're not really worried about the what the crowd thinks because you're going to get your check and it's going right, to be fun. But right. like when you're putting yourself on because the line. Because it's different. Mm -hmm. Because now it's you. Yeah, exactly. When you're putting yourself on the line and playing your own music, it's... At a uh, corporate party or wedding, it's about that they're like, oh, I want to hear some Isley Brothers and yeah. stuff that I know. Yeah. And that's just that kid up there. Yeah. Now it's you and... But this is the stuff that you it's care about. Yeah. This is yeah. your... It's not just your brand. It's your heart and soul. So now when someone doesn't like the performance or whatever, it's actually you yeah, exactly. that they don't like. Yeah, not so much everything else is going on. And that's tough. It feels a lot more personal. That's a sure. tough bridge. It's a, when uh, what uh, advice... You know, it's a music town. There are tons of people out there trying to make it. There are other people out there that have been sweating around for, for, for 10 years and, sure. and trying to... What is 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 there a, is there a, a dice roll or a, a magic ball? Is there a thing that can make things change for you, or I mean, what, or you just gotta grind it out every day? You you gotta get you a Tom Gimble. Uh, <laughs> mm, wow, <laughs> how do you get one of them? Oh I, man, I, I tell you that that is a a very a very fortunate thing. Like I said, I've been working on this record with Zach Cockrell uh, for a while, and through Zach, I met. Uh, Nick Bockrath of Caves the Elephant, mm -hmm. and um, you know we've been buddies for a couple of years, and he kind of knew what was going on with me and knew like the struggle I was having yeah. in my career. And Tom, I guess, had came to him and was um, getting out of the ACL thing, and 
asked him, told him he's gonna get back into artist management. Asked if. Yeah, my little background, Thomas, who we spoke to on Monday. Tom's how we got you in here this morning. Tom's been a friend of mine for a long time. In fact, I'm sitting in the seat because of the advice Tom gave me a long time ago. And you're right. Yeah. He, everybody has to get, everybody's got to get, you got to get someone you can trust yep. that can be a second opinion because too often, especially when artists, we love to doubt ourselves. And uh, too often the voices inside of your head tell you the, give you the wrong advice. Oh, all the time, man. Yeah, uh, self sabotage is the thing I, I try to avoid constantly. It's hard to hard to avoid. It. It's so it hard to avoid, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you have that doubter syndrome too, where you're just like, "This is I'm not as good as other people." Or oh, if they yeah. put you on you, last night, you're, or two nights ago, you're playing with Lucinda Williams, right? right. She's uh, a legend here in the Austin area, right? You know her, and it's very easy to go, "Well, I don't even deserve to be here. This is that people aren't none. No one's here to see me." That that's to me that feels fine. Like okay, I, good, I, I love good. that environment. Like good. okay, a little anonymous uh, underdog. Yeah. Like All under, right. underdog is like my favorite. Because like look at me, dude. Like that's how the internet stuff happened. It's that's like, true. It's the that's underdog. true. I love that position. Um, and it was an honor to open for her. Uh, I really doubt myself when it's on me. Like when it's like, oh, you're headlining. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. No. I hear you. That hey, Lamont. I know. I, I want to release a little bit of the tension that's in the room. I know you want to ask us to use that guitar tonight. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. So <laughs> listen. It's yours if you want it. <laughs> Thank it does you, not have a case or even a bag. I will. But I just wanted to. Re- I could feel the tension in the room. You wanted to ask. Your manager's <laughs> oh, yeah. looking at us like he's nodding at the guitar like. Well, I was kind of like hugging it on yeah, the side. Yeah, I know. It looks good on you, man. I was hoping you wouldn't ask for it back. It hey, looks good on you. Can we ask you to do one more for us? Sure, and then, man. Uh, and then just you're welcome to hang out with us. We were here till 10 and just hang with us. And cool. we went BS Relax. with us. Right? Have some we coffee. Can, whatever. And we'll take the spotlight off of you and we'll let you be an, go back to being an underdog. Official 
on Instagram. You can follow me. He's going to hang for a bit. And I really hope nobody's wife is listening this morning mm-hmm. because Lamont is ruining it for dudes out there. They're like, honey, I have to spend $800 on new drums. It's the only way for me to get better because Lamont is playing on a $7 guitar right now and making it sound like and sounding great. Uh, we're coming right back in. Hang out with us all this morning. We're here till 10 a.m. Hey, at the end of this segment, we... Uh, we're going to be giving away uh, two pair of tickets to Brian Adams. Don't call right now. You know how it will do is we won't give them to you, and we'll block your number. We'll give you a code word at the end, and uh, two of you can call up here and win some uh, tickets to go see Brian Adams. Sound good to everybody? Sounds really good. I love it. Uh, I do not know how I feel about this tr- entire project. Not just the trailer, but the new trailer is out for Roadhouse. And I happen to be somebody who went from... Hating Roadhouse as a young person. Uh huh. Then loving Roadhouse, ironically, right, as I grew a little yeah. older, to then just genuinely loving Roadhouse as like a true chunk of art. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Roadhouse belongs in like film museums and stuff. Well, and, and you know how you go through, like you know, I think I was annoyed by look. The 80s produced a lot of movies where it was all about badasses. And at a certain point, I think as a Rambo. kid, as a kid, I just got to get an eye rolling about like, is this every story going to be mm-hmm. over the top? And by that, I mean like the movie, the over actual the top? show movie over the top <laughs> where so you, good. a guy had an arm wrestling rig inside of his truck. Renegade's putting that in your truck, by the way. Yeah, so we got that. I'm kind of stoked God, you gave that. away the, Sorry. that was going to be a surprise. God, I, was at a, I was at an art gallery one night and for fun, they put up a arm wrestling station as a like, oh, it's like art, art like a, like no, performance like just part of a party. People were arm wrestling. You know, right. like that's right. An incredible artist named uh, Sterling. Um, he spiral fractured his humorous that night. Oh. Arm wrestling people, and when you hear that noise at a party, it ends the party in a hurry. Mm-hmm. It absolutely ends the party in a hurry because you're just like, oh, I don't, I don't, my nuts, my nuts, cuck. <laughs> and then he was just arm didn't work, and he was like, uh, yeah, that had nothing to do with this. What has to do with this is that it, I, like I said, there's those things that you kind of hate, and then as you get older, you go, okay, now I'm going to watch them, and we'll uh, you know, kind of make fun of them, and it'll be fun. And then you get a little older, and you go, like, damn, this is a really, really good, simple, almost like a Western. Yeah. It's, it's a cult favorite. Roadhouse, everybody knows the characters. So. It's very quotable. I've been yeah. flip-flopping every which way with this new Roadhouse film. Well, here's and my I think question. it might have won me over. How big are your balls to remake something like Roadhouse? And it's 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 Jake Gyllenhaal, right? And isn't he a producer? Uh, I of thought it? Shia LaBeouf would have been perfect. I know yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, my least favorite actor of all. I've never He's paid. I've good. never paid to buy a ticket to see him. And I don't know him. how much I believe him in the the Dalton role. And when he was that Marvel villain, he wasn't even super. Well, I'm just villainy. mad that he broke Taylor like Swift's heart. That's all. I mean, but then again, you know, he left the door open for Travis Kelsey. So now, Sawyer, you know, there's no doubt favorite. in my mind whatsoever. I love since, Roadhouse. Since you came out of a. I, I don't. Were you born from a hockey net? I don't know exactly. <laughs> I, I know you have to love Roadhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I'll take any version of it except for the CMT one. Oh, they, it's already been remade oh, once. A, no, uh, like when sequel, right? when it comes out when it's on cable, they have to dub everything. No, so yeah, you watch it on IFC, they'll show the whole movie. You watch it on CMT, cut. and they cut the entire like strip tease part out. They cut out the part where he rips the guy's throat out. Like, come that's on, a plot point. CMT that's a plot is point. the C stands for cowards. <laughs> Coward music wow. television. Bro. Isn't that far on a... Uh, Lamont's the, trying to build bridges here. <laughs> I only saw that movie once, but isn't that bar on a lake beach? 
Isn't it on the? It's edge in Missouri. Of a, isn't it on the edge of a lake? You know what? Yeah. I know his house is. His house is on the edge oh, of a the lake. Ha- I know the there's river. a lake. It's not a house. He lives in a barn. He lives in a barn <laughs> across from. Here's what I love about Roadhouse. He's in a barn across from the bad guys. Uh, but the bad guy is the richest guy in town. So the richest guy Always. in town also lives next to a trailer park. And who which plays that? Brian is very Missouri or somebody yeah. who plays the bad? Who plays the rich dad? Lamont, you ever seen guy. Roadhouse? Uh, bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got to fix that for you, well, man. My, my, my only thing, my only contrib- contribution to this con- conversation is like, uh, and it's weird because I do cover music, right? So that kind of feels uh, hypocritical. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's like, do we not have any new movie uh, in- intellectual property that we can develop? <laughs> you like, don't know Hollywood then. Do we A24 is doing it. A24 is making the new. And the thing test. is, A24, everybody loves them. They are the new. Do you remember what Miramax used to be? Yeah, that yeah they had a an predatory era. company. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it became Weinberg or Weinstein, whatever. Yeah, he, that guy, but what it used to be, you know, when you saw his name on something, you thought, oh, this is going to be a really good, interesting movie. Because you, you, we, <laughs> yeah. didn't, we didn't know what we was didn't coming. Know. We didn't know what was coming. <laughs> but behind the, the director's cut. Luckily, a twenty-four. Yeah, we'll see. So let, let's 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 watch oh, a little bit of I'm this. I'm mostly mad because Conor McGregor's in it until wait, I heard. Wait. Until What's, I heard. What part is he playing? He's the guy who used to f guys like him in prison. Oh I, until is I he, heard that he was playing the, from that is he playing himself? The no. Irish a-hole that starts yeah. fights with everybody. Yeah, okay. And I was like, okay, that might work. Yeah, yeah, he's playing himself. Do you remember the video of... Um, okay, I'll shut up. Before we start, do you have insurance? What? Your coverage good? Like, you have dental? Oh, haha. Is there a hospital nearby? Is it, like, too far? It's about, like, 25 minutes, I'd say. <laughs> I just slapped you. Are you all right? What? <laughs> Okay. Oh, wait. Oh. Russian, Russian slap fight? Oh. So you like to fight? You ever win? Okay. No All right. Okay. Wait no a one wins a, a fight. They even got the quotables, too. It's Gyllenhaal. Can you picture him slap? And he probably slapped because there's some legal thing or something. No, and I think it's he's playing, make him a and he's going he's gonna to try to play this as a psychological... Let's oh, get to like Connor. Fight club? Let's get to Connor. This is what I don't like. Rocky. Is, is they're making the him like an Valor. MMA <laughs> fighter guy, and I don't like that. I wanted a street guy, but no. This ain't the Holiday Inn, pal. I am. I'm moving. A friend of mine suggested I come talk to you. I own a roadhouse out in the Florida Keys. <laughs> <laughs> I own a roadhouse. <laughs> that line is uncomfortable. I can pay you good money. Judging by your car, you need that. Well, I like my car. Think about it. Okay. I, right. The soundtrack's going to be fire. I own a roadhouse. I, I, I will say it seems a little... It's like in Star Wars if they said, I own a spaceship. <laughs> Corny right now. We need Lamont on the soundtrack doing some Well, Jeff Lamont's stuff. getting flashbacks because it's it's about a guy pursuing his dreams and sleeping in his car. So <laughs> Lamont's like, hey, this is guys, this isn't funny. This is tremendous. Is that a, is that a, is that a roadhouse or a rainforest it's like a, cafe? Yeah, what, it's like, like a tiki bar. <laughs> I do like that they're keeping the uh, the band behind the cage so that yeah. people can't get to them like the original. Where's the nearest roadhouse? And not Texas roadhouse. There used to be one down on, on 71 by the airport. What I, did, makes I, did, it, I did stand up please. where they had a cage and we did stand up behind the cage and it did not go well. Is that what, what makes, makes a roadhouse? Road yeah, what makes a roadhouse a roadhouse? I'm going to defer to Lamont. The Alabama he, he, boy. He's from Alabama and plays clubs. I would think he has a definition. Full of roadhouses. Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I've been to the Florida Keys and I've done like residency stints down there and there's nothing like this down there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he turns a roadhouse into a road home. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish. All right. 
Hollywood Dalton. Big fan, man. That guy's got a knife under his shirt. You just take a big step back and pop him in the face. You can do it. Tell me about the Spencer. Yeah, it's all nice. Like he's Mr. Rogers or something. But then he'll haul off. Really interesting guy, overall. There's a lot of action you guys are missing. Yeah, it is. He wants to build some resort. Ah, uh, the rich guy. Oh, who is it? People Brad Wesley. Way of getting things done uh, around here. Look, here is Connor. <laughs> hey, fellas. Looks like you're having a smoke. I got a tip for you. Don't let no one get this close. He just, he just walked on the set and started doing that. I don't think they even directed him. You ever seen the video where he did the exact same thing to like a 70-year-old man? Yeah. You ever seen that? Still badass. Oh, God. Uh, I, I'm going to watch it. Well, I'm going to watch it, too, because it's on Prime. I don't have to. I'm not going to a theater to see that. But I thought A24 did like The Notebook or something. Like, I thought they did romantic comedies and movie uh, music movies. This like, isn't A24, I don't no think, is it? No chances. Oh, A24. I thought someone said it was. No, but A24 is making the new movies that everybody likes. Oh, okay. uh, is, if, here's the thing, I think. Yeah? Because it's, it's the kind of thing I would do. Did Jake Gyllenhaal decide to produce this movie because he realized it was the only way... He's going to get in shape? Yeah, he's like, I'll get somebody to pay, not only pay me a couple mil, but they'll hire a trainer because the, he looks jacked. Jack yes. Gyllenhaal. And I don't think... I, I don't, <laughs> CGI. I, I do not think of Jake Gyllenhaal as being the big jack guy. You guys see that movie Southpaw. He played a boxer in that movie, Rachel McAdams. No. It was pretty good. Wait, Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Oh, so this, is, this isn't this is a brand and new And then let's never him. forget when he was fighting his homosexuality in Brokeback Mountain. He's been fighting his whole career, really. <laughs> he was he was fighting uh, an imaginary <laughs> rabbit. That's a rabbit how he started. Donnie Darko, yeah. See, it's He's been always, fighting it's desire always been for his fight. own hot sister. Yeah. There's a lot been going on. Yeah, yeah, this is comeback. I, I think it's... It's going to be silly and outrageous, but that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for it, I think. But is is there a remake that hit? There actually are in the 90s when they remade some of the movies in the 60s. But the remakes don't hit now? Here's what I want to mm. see. I want to see part two of this. Roadhouse meets Creed. Yes. Oh, come huh? on, Creed 4. <laughs> I mean, the world's Creed that crazy. Creed 4 with uh, Dalton or whatever his name Wait, is. Wait, do you want to do a... Alien versus same Predator. Predator. Same studio. I mean, this could be a setup because I believe MG. It's the same studio. Rocky is MGM. It's MGM property. I'm surprised. And now Roadhouse is an MGM property. One I'm, of the I'm Paul seeing brothers it. isn't in there. I, I bet you Creed versus Dalton. Creed. That's four. too crazy. That's two Flintstones meets the Jetsons. That's too far <laughs> apart. You still pay. You still pay good money to see it though. Uh, mm. Chewie tells us the coach. We were the Coachella saga. If, you, if you're a newer listener, Chewie bought tickets to go to see Coachella because he wanted to see his favorite artist. And his favorite artist, who does not perform very often, was going to be there. Right. And Chewie bought his tickets originally in the middle of the pandemic. I'm a big or the Frank beginning, Ocean fan. Yeah. The beginning oh, of the pandemic. Yeah. You bought your so, Coachella tickets. It was so. right before. And it got canceled. It, it, Coachella gets canceled. He still has his tickets. Holds on. They say, hang on to him. You'll still get to use him. They come back. It takes them like a year and a half to ever get to get Coachella relaunch. When they do, Frank Ocean says, "I'm not playing this year. I'll play next year." He hangs on to his tickets again. Yep. Then it comes around a Frank week Ocean, before the, the week before the weekend before. I went the second. I'm going the second weekend. Frank Ocean goes up, does like half a set, gets mad at the crowd, and he says, "Mentally, this is too taxing. This is not for me." Walks off stage. Yeah. So I don't know. If that's exactly, but. 
Chewy kind of. ends up giving away his tickets and not going. Because he said, I can't afford to go there and, and then not see be there. Frank Ocean. Yeah. I right. took a big L, yeah. <laughs> well, is everybody, you say Co- Coachella's sales, they just, uh, they just, they're the lowest it. in 10 years. And I don't know well, if it has to do with the headliners. Well, or, or, no doubt. They got no doubt back together know, for this one. That's sick, dude. Gwen Stefani's crew. I don't know if people, is, is the economy finally hitting? Because nobody can afford $600 tickets these days. Uh, Coach, I'm assuming. Is it a bad chili pe- The Chili Peppers are headlining? Are you allowed to have a festival with Chili Peppers? Well, I mean, Doja Doja I think, I think it's a requirement these days. Doja Cat. But if it's not Taylor Swift, no one cares, I guess. It's, uh, uh maybe people are saving you, money finally. Like, Lamont. you have to really get us to no, spend it's money. The problem is everybody that used to go to Coachella moved to Austin. And now <laughs> it's too far. They're to like, travel. why would we go to the desert when we live in this or is, one? Is, 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 uh, is Whole Foods just not allowing uh, pay time yeah. off anymore? Yeah. <laughs> what is, uh, Lamont, when you, are you seeing a difference in crowds over the last, like, two years? In terms of, uh, I, I'm not sure. It's like, um, I, I'm not of that ilk yet, so I, I can't really speak on it. He has reasonably it. priced tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a guy you can come see and shake my hand and say hello. And, Do you think we're, we're actually going back now? Because we were talking about this morning that, there was all, it, it seemed like for a while everything was going festival, festival, festival. Right. Do you think that people are enjoying going back to seeing show, show, like an intimate, like tonight you're playing at the Continental Club. Right. A historic room that has seen insane changes. I mean, that used to play, you used to walk through prostitutes to go into the Continental Club. Now you walk through uh, people, people, <laughs> well, people with Prada bags. That, like that whole area has changed, but the the Continental Club has held on. It still feels mm-hmm. real, but it is a showroom that's twice the size of the studio. You get in there, you get packed, you get sweaty, you want to show. Right. And maybe that's the deal is that we're all wanting to go back to something, that kind well, of show. Something, something, more more something and yes, something honestly setting is exactly, but also something want. more real. I feel like I I also think that. Um, that you know, when festivals first started, it was a very like organic thing. You can like look at lineups 10, 15, 20 years ago, and uh, you know, the lineups were very jam band heavy, um, newer artist friendly. Now it's become very corporatized, and it's like you got all these mainstream artists, and, and there's not like you said, it's they are the, are the Foo Fighters going to be on it. There's not a lot of diversity when it comes to. Or ex- exclusivity, like uh, this festival only has this. So artist. losing some of the discovery. Yeah, it's uh, it's just become it's become uh, very whitewashed. Uh, you know. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, I, this is not going to change for like someone like my daughter, okay, who is a because teenager. It's a, it's a, for her, it's a selfie place. It's yeah, a place yeah, to right. take it's a never selfie. Been about yeah, but you the music. It, it was. That's, no, I don't think there was a time. Yeah, but Woodstock, I, you, I'm not going to swing know. an axe at selfie stuff because for her generation, that's all part of how they're communicating. Yeah, yeah. All right, and that's part of the joy of going to something like it. It's easy for me as an old fat dad to go, "Oh, it's just a bunch of people taking pictures." But for her and her friends, like meeting and going places, but that, that's their freedom. That's their idea of freedom and exploration. And for and most of those artists are kind of new to them. Right, mm-hmm. uh, she's just like, "What's a Foo Fighter?" And so she—that's all fun for her. But I know when I go, I know that some of the joy—not all of it—but some of the joy, or maybe it's maybe it hasn't. Maybe I've lost some of my joy. One hundred percent. Well, I'll, thank you. I, I, will, I will say that you know, like, uh, kids now, like, tell them, tell them, tell these kids. I'm speaking on it, uh, you know, take your belt off. Ten years ago when I was in college, (laughs) technology was still there. We texted a lot and we did the social media and stuff, but it wasn't as 
you know, like prevalent as it is now. Right. And the kids today, like, I don't know that they engage as much socially, like human to human contact and speaking in person as much as we all have or we all grew up doing. And so, yeah, the social media thing is like how they communicate. So now, to, to go into a festival and get up with your friends and stuff, that probably does feel great and is amazing. I think it's a, a big, a big part of it and Cloud that demons. sharing you've got to prove too that you were there because yep. sometimes I notice that my daughter she wants to run by take a picture and then we're out of there and I was like well don't you want to see the band she's like well I got the I got the proof that I was here that's all I need is that's the dunk on a friend or whatever it's not about the experience now anymore. does that you have a you have a brand new child don't you I've got a two year old uh, oh. and we're bringing this up does this boy or girl baby girl oh, iPhone and Galaxy what kind, of, what kind of screen we got that kid you go you go Max for your child no. Yeah. Of course. Now, do you, do, have you started internalizing this and worrying about her yet, or do you, or do, should we shut up and not put that in your head yet? No, I'm already worried about. It. I mean, the world is already crazy, and it's uh, just gets crazier and crazier. Um, all kinds of things concern me, but um, uh, you know, I don't I have no idea what the world's going to look like when she's 20 and when she's doing these things. So she, that's terrifying. This is a hard thing to remember, but. Your kid will be better at navigating that world than you will be. Yeah. And so in your head, you have to be like, I need to guide her through. I need to guide her How through. How do you but guide someone like At some that? point, you have to realize, oh. She knows better than I Guess what? Yeah. My parents couldn't guide me through the VCR times because they didn't They didn't know. I had to work the VCR for, for sure. them. Yeah. And you have to also, I'm learning to kind of let go with my daughter a little bit. And it's been very hard. It's very hard. How old is your daughter? She's 14. Gotcha. She's at a, she's at the exact age where she goes from loving me to hating me. We, and that's where we are right now is I'm in the way. <laughs> I don't get anything. Mm-hmm. She gets mad. The other day I had a an artist on in my car. And she was mad cuz she's like that's not yours. You you can't have him. Yeah. yeah. And I was like I've been listening to this dude forever, longer than you have. Yeah. And I was like you don't know jack about Old school country, and she's like, "Well, that it's a uh, Luke. Uh, uh, what's his last name? Bri- Holmes. The new Luke the, Bryan. Bryan. Is that his name? The new guy yeah. from the Navy. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't my wife's to into him now. She's like, make me hear Luke Bryan, Luke Bryan, yeah. all the time. And then I ladies can, love him. And the, the young ladies are, and she's like, you can't have this. And I'm just, I was like, what? I like him. There's too well, many Lukes and too many Bryans in country music, so I get confused. Well, since all you listen to is Eric Church, you should be fine. Well, they, you know. <laughs> Springsteen. He's got that cowboy butt. Yeah, I, it's, I'm learning to just sort of sometimes trust that she's going to know. that She deals with that every day. So she has more exposure to dealing with navigating through a world where everyone is texting behind everyone's back yeah. like even if when we were when i was growing up if you had something negative to say to somebody you had to wait for a day to gossip about them you had to get back to school to mm-hmm. talk s about somebody yeah, yeah. now in the moment while you're hot and angry you can fire off stuff that's regrettable and i don't really have the skills to tell her well here's how you take back something like that because i was like well i would have woken up the next morning and i would have had sleep i would have had breakfast it's a whole new lease on life and i would have been like oh, i don't really care anymore or man, also the documentation of everything. Like uh, <laughs> having, if I had that man, I mean, there's things that'll pop up, you know, on Facebook. It's like uh, a memory. You said this in 2009. <laughs> oh, I've been canceled like <laughs> ten times. Here's my super cool post. Here's what I had to say. Oh, I like. It'll be like, oh, what a crazy night last night. It's like, was that really valuable do to you, people? As an artist now, when you as you start getting bigger, do you have to start going all the way through everything no, and looking to eject stuff? I, or? I, I haven't scrubbed anything. I've never said anything uh, off color like. 
like in a way. Let's that do would... it right now. You got a microphone. <laughs> yeah. You did drop a big S bomb uh, on an FCC I know, regulated man. What's mic. Going on, so, come on, man. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't have any trouble like that. But it's just the embarrassing thing of like, oh, my point of view is so na- so narrow and yeah. so stupid and meaningless. And I just thought it was so valuable. I needed to put it out there. It's insane. How did you miss that? Because I feel like a lot of people, that screen blinks at you and tells you you're what you have to say is the most important thing right now. I think you age out of it. Like you're like, no, I, I don't you, care. I'll about show it. you our listeners. Some people don't age. <laughs> That's out what does of having it for me opinion. is seeing all the other people talking, and I'm like. Maybe I'm just one of them. Why would I say something if this dude doesn't yeah. need to be saying Our buddy anything? CJ, you won't meet him because he's here in the afternoon, but CJ has never met he's never met a comment thread that he doesn't need to get into. And he will admit to you the next night. He'll go, I don't know why. I why did I stump why did I get into that? I don't have to get into that. Well, I I think like uh contributing to a comment thread versus posting just a random wild thought you have is different. Like, you know, comment threads I think are now um, you know, they're Open open season. Like if you see a comment and you feel the need to make an input, it's like the wild west. Nobody oh, cares. There's no ra- police. Ra- the on next it. roadhouse should be just inside <laughs> just a comment, comment thread. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Bouncer on a comment. Uh, Lamont, thank you so much what for joining pleasure. us this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody should be checking out Lamont. Please. Right. You, here's the deal. If you want to be one of those people who gets to flex on everybody else and go, hey, I heard him first. I'm old school. I'm. A, I've been a Lamont Landers fan from way before you were. Yeah. And then someone will say, well, what about the 10 years before you knew him? And you'll go, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> hey. uh, you should definitely check him out. Uh, we'll put out links as well, but uh, Lamont Landers official on Instagram. Instagram. Is it the same thing on TikTok as well? I think it's well? like Lamont underscore Landers on TikTok. I but think. here's the deal. There's not a ton of people named Lamont yeah. Landers. You can find them in a hurry, and uh, you definitely need to check. I'm really excited about the the new album coming out whenever it does. Thank and you. hope anytime you come back to the city, you'll reach out to oh, us please, if you can. Even uh, when you get the scissor feature and your popping the staples in <laughs> feature, just please. Absolutely, please. man. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer, you got any shows this week that we need to tell people about? No, I'm just hanging out the... The uh, Texas Stars game tonight at <laughs> the Cedar Park. It's three dollar beer night. Make Come them buy tell me a you beer. Anyway. A this dog. is why you're my favorite comic. Is like, hey, what do you have to promote? I'm gonna go. I'm going to a hockey game tonight. Three dollar beers. It'll be pretty good. Come on, three dollar beer night. Ten thousand dollar DUI. Um, <laughs> <laughs> be responsible, everybody. Hell of a deal. Uh, right now, one dog for every beer. Five one two eight three four zero nine three seven. Your three dollar three dollar beer. Is your code word? We got two pair of tickets to the upcoming Brian Adams show. Uh, be one of the first callers to call up and say three dollar beer, and you can grab that. Hey, Chew, great yeah. week, Bob. Another great week, Bob. Great Another week, great Thank week. You, following a great week, what's we, going on here? We have more great week next week as well. We've got more special guests. Uh, we may have uh, the the leaders the leaders in the hot dog field in Austin. I know you're very excited about oh, that, man, Juju. I'm so happy. The Wiener um, System. I don't know why they named it that. Uh, 